Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined by my tag team partner in podcasting. That is Jeff. Jeff, it's WrestleMania week. We've got a big show planned today. We've got Kevin Castle from the Castle and Chicky podcast. You might also know him from Wrestling Soup and also the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show. Big show, big predictions coming up for our fans, for our listeners. If you are new to rest, uh, to the hang- Hammerlock Hangover, if you guys love hearing about wrestling, you're going to love Hammerlock Hangover. We like joking around. We like talking about wrestling, sometimes spoiling movies. Isn't that right, Jeff? Yeah, I'm, uh, the Batman sucks. Did you watch it? No. I hate you. I can't believe you. How would you say it sucks and you haven't even watched it? I can tell. No, you can't. You don't know what I you're can. talking about. I can. It, it it's too long. Like this show is going to be. <laughs> I guess this is a very jam packed show today. We're gonna almost break our world record and and possibly reach three hours. I don't know. We'll see. But it's going to be um, like Dune, where it should be two parts, but it's not. It's just going to be one long part. It's going to get really really exciting, and then we're going to have the credits roll. Strap strap on on people. Put your seatbelt on. Go to the bathroom first because you don't, you're not going to have time. You can't you can hit pause on a podcast. Absolutely. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. If you're new to the show and you like it, you find it us entertaining, you find the interview with Kevin Castle entertaining, please make sure you subscribe, you follow us wherever you're listening to us, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all those streaming sites, all those podcast sites. Please make sure you leave a nice review for us. Um, again, Imagine, close your eyes. Imagine that we're doing this podcast from the Tokyo Dome and give us five stars like Dave Meltzer does from his hoarder's den of a house. Um, Jeff, let's not uh, bury the lead here. Let's just cut into the interview and the predictions with Kevin Castle, right? Stupendous. Absolutely. This episode of the Hammerlock Hangover is going to be stupendous. Guys, right after this short intermission, we're going to have Kevin Castle, WrestleMania predictions, stand and deliver predictions. Check it out. All right, everybody. We are very proud to have on the show for the third time Kevin Castle from Wrestling Soup, from the Castle and Chicky Podcast Adventures. We welcome Jeff and I, welcome Kev Castle to the program. How you doing, Kev? Good, man. First uh, 2022 appearance. It's been a while. Bienvenidos. Yeah, what was the last time I was on? About a year ago, right? About a year ago. Yeah, almost about a year ago, man, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's always fun to uh, to have you on the show and uh, and get your thoughts on on wrestling and and other things. Um, how you doing, man? I, I know you've been uh, on the mend, but uh, you sound good tonight. Thanks. Uh, I oh, I got after two years avoiding it and being around people who were always testing positive and thinking I was actually immune to it, thinking maybe I had the antibodies. Like I never tested positive, and it, COVID finally got me about two weeks ago. And it like got me bad. I mean, it, I was in bad shape for a while for the for about four days, high fever, just like almost delirious. Uh, that's how like uh, sick I was. But when it got me, it got me unexpectedly. I did a show. I remember the night on Monday with Chicky, podcast adventure sounded fine. The next day on Tuesday, I had no voice, high fever, 
I don't know what the fuck was happening to me. And uh, I had no more COVID tests in my house. My friend actually FedExed me a bunch of uh, COVID test kits. And I couldn't have tested. But as soon as the droplet hit the uh, thing, it was positive. Like it, I was wow. so I was so filled with COVID. It couldn't even wait the 15 minutes to tell me. And like it, it, within five seconds, I was COVID positive. It's COVID interesting. That, yeah. It, it's interesting that you uh, you uh, were feeling ill right after Monday night because usually wrestling fans feel ill just around the same time. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I it, it it was almost like someone poisoned me. That's how like out of the blue it happened. Monday I was fine, went to bed fine. Woke up the next day, it was if someone injected me while I was a. I, that's never happened to me before. You know, you get flu, twenty four hour bug, food poisoning, but you feel it coming on. Even when you have a bad stomach, you eat something bad. Like ah man, that didn't sit well with me. This was completely just ambushed me. I didn't think I could get it, and once I got now, it's on. You know what I'm saying? So now I don't want to get that again. So I'm a little, I'm, I'm going to be even extra careful now. Now Kevin's out for revenge. Yeah, Don't once it hits you, way. it's like anything else, man. Once it hits you, it's like anything else. Like someone has a heart attack. Oh, no big deal. You'll recover. But if it hits you, it's a major heart attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a minor It's a minor one if it's if my brother. It's a major one if it's me. I know but, this is uh, a podcast, but you guys, the audience can't see him, but he's in a hazmat suit. He's got COVID <laughs> uh, vaccine <laughs> guns. He's shooting them at random people on the streets. Oh, my God. That's, that's so right. Well, people, people are sending me medication through the mail. It's pretty funny. Like <laughs> that, that. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, it's called shipped and they ship you stuff from uh, like pharmacies and stuff like that. Like out of, I have some really good friends who are just trying to help me out. Cause I couldn't leave the house. I was housebound. Uh, uh -huh. So I, I shipped was coming to my house. Like every other day I got to know the delivery guys and everything uh, at the door. Um, but yeah, I, again, now it's like, okay, this shit is uh, no joke. You know what I mean? And not that I didn't take it seriously before, but you take it really seriously once you get it. See, Jeff, we got to make it big where we can get sick and people will send us shit. I know. And people need to send me pharmaceuticals. <laughs> no, I... That's right. <laughs> send us pharmaceuticals. That's right. Well, Kevin, it's good to hear you, man. You sound good. And yeah, um, cool. listen, it, it, it's a good thing that God doesn't want you yet because you've got to stay awake and stay vibrant to uh, watch uh, Ricochet defend his intercontinental title against the Lotharios. Oh, I didn't even know if he was on that. You know, it's funny, Mish, I was on with Mish earlier today for Wrestling yeah. Soup doing a pre-record, and he had to read the matches to me. Some of the matches I wasn't even aware of. I was like, oh, that's happening at WrestleMania? I, I knew the Austin, you know, the big ones, but the minor matches I wasn't even sure of, so I actually found them out today who was wrestling. So well, uh, they're in WrestleMania. We'll, we'll jump right into that card in a minute, but what's your, let me get, what's your current take on uh, on the WWE product? Um, I'm, I'm enthusiastic about WrestleMania cause I, I just, I think it's going to be better than people think it's going to be. I think WWE sometimes does that where we, we go in all Debbie Downer and so it's almost like the thing to do, but, uh, WrestleMania is usually pretty enjoyable. I like the two nights. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm still off this weekend so I'm still kind of recovering and I'm not due back, go back to work till the following week. So I can, uh, that's, what I'm going to do a couple of things with Mitch this weekend, uh, post shows and, uh, you know, I'm going to be watching everything hall of fame, uh, you know, where normally if I was in a normal situation, because shows are going on this weekend, normally I'd be at work, but I'm going to be watching everything. I'm watching SmackDown, watch Hall of Fame, NXT the next day. I'm going to be watching uh, every one of them, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm not really going in with a, a bad attitude about it, like a lot of my, my podcasting brethren is. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, uh, to me, I just see it as, um, you know, it'll be better than I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be great um, because it's just not that kind of lineup, but Austin. Got a bit of the Texas reaction for Austin and uh, 
you know, uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, which is it's a given. It's his opponent versus Seth Rollins. I know people are trying to muddy the narrative there and say, oh, it could be Shane. It might be Elias. It's Cody. I mean, I bet $150 million on it. It's 100% Cody. And then Cody's going to reveal some alignment with Vince McMahon, which I think is the way to go to bring him in. Um, you know, there's a, things to look forward to on the card. I don't think you have to... You know, it's a Debbie Downer. It. And then the two nights breaks up the monotony and it also keeps it interesting. Everyone's like night one so much better than night two. I don't know. I mean, I was talking about that with Mish today. I think night two just is interesting because the closer of night two is Reigns versus Lesnar. And that's right. that's I think that's going to be uh, a fucking awesome match. But Austin is really what I look forward to just for the Texas thing. I mean, if I was in a position to go, me and Chicky were talking about like we would normally have gone had things been differently uh what's going on lately with everything but um just to see that reaction i think it's going to be worth it i also think it's going to be a full-scale fight it's not going to be like one and done stunner i think Austin's going to give us our money's worth you think we get the uh the trademark luthez press and uh and middle fingers and i think it's going to beat him up and down the stadium i think it's going to go to places that people don't even expect i think it's going to be a full-scale fight because from what i'm hearing austin is training for a match literally so, you, uh, yeah, it's not going to be just um, an interview. Do you think at any point that Dan Housen will curse him or that they'll uh, wrestle into a janitor's closet and Orange Cassidy will be standing there? I don't even know what Dan Housen's gimmick is. I I, 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 I never quite understood that. What I, is, I, I is, he a, is he a wizard? What, what is he? <laughs> is he a wizard? <laughs> what Dan Housen is exactly is it's, the, it's if um, Andy Kaufman – and Woody Allen became one demon intermixed with Uncle Leo from Seinfeld's personality and got channeled as a demon into a small wrestler. That is Dan Housen's gimmick. So I hope and that's he, and, he, and, he, and he got a contract with a major federation for that gimmick. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he's you can see guy. the power of the demon. I, I, after the, I, I take five minutes of that voice, I'm checking out. I, I want to say he probably stole uh, young Jeff's gimmick and just painted his face. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Like, I know my brother and my cousin Tim is big on him and met him and is a nice guy, all that stuff. I just I don't really know what he does. I've never seen him wrestle, and he just looks like a kid who put makeup on. He's <laughs> funny. I mean, listen, his his gimmick, I mean, they're not the same gimmick, him and Orange Cassidy, but it's a similar gimmick, and to have them paired together on the same show in the same group is a little silly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's, there's room in a large wrestling promotion for – someone like him but only like one so i mean you know one of them should be delegated to ring of honor or elevated to ring of honor however you want to look at it but i don't know he's you know he's funny there's been you know funny thing you know he's like he's like clueless like there's been times where he's been knocked out of a battle royal and he finds a luchador mask and he puts it on because he thinks no one will recognize him then and you know just you know he's like he's like santino he's a little he's a little slow okay <laughs> per- oh, I'm sorry. I perfect for the asleep, a- I- perfect for the AEW audience. It doesn't expect I- much. I fell asleep. Uh, I uh, we were talking about AEW. Oh God! Yeah. Well, you go through AEW. No matter what you are, you pass through a waterfall of holy water, and you come out on the other side purified and excellent. And <sighs> to me, I, I can't. You know, AEW stuff for me this week is it's like null and void. It's it's WrestleMania week. It's almost like you know, two teams are going into the World Series, and you watch another team that's playing like in another division. It's like. I, I can't. I'm even laughing at people saying, "Oh, Tony Khan's first Ring of Honor." Like, come on, man! It's all about WWE this weekend. If you're a podcaster and you're selling that horseshit to your following, like that, you're yeah. going to cover other things, but WWE. I don't know how you even 
do this. I, I that's like again, like doing baseball and not covering the World Series because you don't like the teams in it. That's that's ridiculous. I, Kev, I, again, podcast as you may, but I don't get that when it comes to podcasts. Kev, let me ask you this question: GCW and Effie's Big Gay Breakfast. That's it. I'm not, going, I'm not going to Effie's Big Gay Breakfast. You are. I'm actually going to Dallas, Kev. So, I, oh, you go. Oh, you're going. Yeah, I'm going, and I'm. I'll, I've got tickets to the ROH show. This was before Tony Khan bought it, and then I realized that after he bought it, I couldn't return my ticket because oh, uh, no, nobody would buy that ticket anyway. But, um, you know, you it's an interesting thing that you just bring up, right? So, like, WWE obviously during WrestleMania season, like the the grandest stage of all, right? It's the Super Bowl of wrestling, yeah, right? Of course. It is. Is this showcase the the major? disconnect and difference between AEW and WWE like like you said it's major league baseball compared to single a ball yeah uh again i just to me anybody who says they're not going to cover wrestlemania because they don't like the card i again to me i'm i'm and i'm sure even my old partner anthony would miss it's the only reason we got into podcasts because of WWE, wwf i mean i wouldn't have met anybody in the community who wasn't with the WWE. I mean, there's no way around my connection to WWE, WWF. And same thing with my fellow podcasters, from Jason to all the people who are notable, Conrad, all the big-time guys. All WWF got us these gigs. I mean, they really did. So I think it's just so weird to be so mad at WWE. I'm, we're going to cover everything else. That's got to be for a real small window audience. So, or maybe, again, you, you, you I don't to, – to not <laughs> cover something for spite – it's the stupidest. It's so silly. I mean, I just don't get that at all. But I don't like, you know, but this is the narrative that we have uh, today. You know, I mean, it's all favoritism, politics. It's all like uh, uh, if I like, you know, you don't have to like it. I'm sure people who cover the news don't particularly like the stories after cover, but you got to cover because it it's news. Um, right. But yeah, I was laughing today when I saw someone saying, if you want to listen to see WWE coverage, I'm not going to name names, but if you want to see WWE coverage, go listen to such and such. I'll be only covering Ring of Honor this way. I'm like, oh, please, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, only Ring of Honor. Be Cody Rhodes, you're the face of your company that you love so much is coming to the competition. You're not going to watch that and cover that story? What, you're in denial? Like, is the, the denial going to make it better? I mean, uh, that's major. I think Solomon said it too. People are not emphasizing how big a deal this is that Cody Rhodes is coming back here. It's a huge deal. And and people kind of being quiet about it. You know, it's it's a big, big deal. You know, so um, between that, Austin's return, the biggest star ever in wrestling coming back in his hometown, Undertaker going into the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of notable things happening this weekend. You know, yeah. so to me, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it. When someone, everyone asked me, probably Mish was the only one who didn't ask me, uh, you know, uh, WrestleMania is going to be a chore watching this this weekend. It sucks. Well, I'm like, I don't, I'm not really looking at it that nah. way. I don't know why everybody feels that way. I don't, I don't really feel that way. Well, I'm, gl I'm glad to hear that, man. Cause I do feel like there is like a lot of, I think the trendy thing to do in wrestling podcasts is shit on WWE. Oh and like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Jeff and I, we try to straddle the middle. I mean, I'm much more of a WWE homer than he is. Uh, Vince McMahon can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, Jeff feels a different way, but the card to me seems pretty well built. It makes sense. I've been excited. And again, maybe I'm biased because I'm actually going to Dallas and I'm actually excited to be in the arena. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a diff it hits different when you're there live. Right. Um, so let's jump into the card and let's start with 
um, one of the bigger card, the, the matches on the card that we're expecting is going to happen, and that's Seth Rollins versus this mystery opponent. Kev, you think it's going to be Cody Rhodes. How big a pop is Cody Rhodes going to get when he is introduced as the mystery opponent? It'll be twofold. It'll be a pop for the WWE fans who finally feel that WWE got one up on AEW and said, finally, we can do give the big pop and applause and stand up and cheer that uh, one of our own has come home. Because Cody is a product of WWE developmental. You guys know that. Okay, right. he started out in Florida champion, in Florida championship, and uh, you know Dusty Rhodes' son, Dusty was down there in NXT. Uh, Dusty took the job. Cody was in the minor leagues. Uh, you know, we all know what happened, of course, with Dusty and stuff, and what. And, and Cody then decided to go, you know, seek other opportunities. But he's come home, and also the Rhodes family has huge roots in Texas. Son of a Texas plumber. I mean, this is a big deal. So it's twofold. It's WWE fans who, for spite, are going to extra cheer. And uh, th because, again, we got one on the AEW, uh, the AEW homers, you got the WWE homers, and it's the same thing. It's like when, uh, you know, Dow Strawberry went from the Mets and went to the Yankees. You know, it's kind of like, ah, we got your guy. He's our mm -hmm. guy now. Uh, it, that's the way it goes. It's like sports in that aspect. So I expect that. But also, uh, Cody Rhodes was born in Texas, the hometown roots uh, of, of Texas. He's you know, grew up in Georgia, mostly went to school because Dusty was down in WCW when he was growing up. But he is a, uh, they do have Texas roots, so it's twofold. You know, um, and uh, he is perceived now as a bigger star than he was four or five years ago. That's another thing because he's been on mainstream shows. Cody's been in the news. He's had a reality show. His, uh, his uh, profile has been raised. And WWE can only make it even higher. So it's twofold. He's going to get a huge reaction, not an Austin reaction, but he will get a, a very big reaction, I feel. I don't think anybody's going to boom. I think they're going to cheer him. Kev, do you think in hindsight, right, leaving the way Drew McIntyre did, I mean, mm. Drew didn't leave voluntarily. He was fired. Yeah. Cody left voluntarily um, and went to go do his own thing and then is now coming back. Drew came back and he's top of the card guy right mm -hmm. cody pretty much being inserted with seth i mean seth's a pretty main event player oh yeah um is it was this the right thing to do would what where would cody have been if he did not leave not sure i i think though that, that you know who knows how many meetings and how many you know uh, you know, who reached out to who and certain things that was said and who was the liaison to set these deals and set the tone. Uh, you know, maybe Seth Rollins was involved in the beginning. He's like, listen, I'll work, I'll work with Cody. I'll even put him over if you put me against WrestleMania, if you have no plans for me. You know, you know, you only find out about these things and shoot interviews later on. Yeah. Uh, or you just, you know, every now and then Dave Meltzer gets it right every now and then. Um, <laughs> when, 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 when he feels like telling the truth. Um, but I think that, uh, there could have been this could, again, you know, you gotta remember Cody did have at one time a very good relationship. He knows the McMahon since he's a kid. He goes back a long way with Stephanie and, and Shane and all that stuff. And again, sometimes, you know, the, the, the bridges get, you know, they don't get burned. They get a little charred because of hurt feelings and stuff. But then time goes by. It's like anything else heals old wounds and you're able to get together again and said, you know, it'd be great if you came back here. We'll just, you know, th th things are different now. Let's 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 set a different tone than when we left off. Let's pick up and and do better by each other. It can be done. It's done all the time. That's how people go back, uh, you know, and work with certain people, whether it's in film or uh, people who say never say never when it comes to joining a certain team or a specific group. Anything is is fixable. Uh, 
you know, outside of uh, murder, I don't see. I mean, listen, Bret Hart's brother died at, at the hands right. of negligence for the WWE. Bret still came back. It, yeah, it was 10 years later, but he still came back. Bruno came back. Warrior came back. All well, Scott Steiner is in Dallas right now with WWE credentials. You know, That's the right. guy who basically was talking shit about Stephanie McMahon calling her a whore. And now he's welcome back and he's giving a Hall of Fame speech. And he's going to accompany his nephew ringside Saturday afternoon. From what didn't I hear, the Steiners will be there. Didn't so, Cody do exactly what the Mr. McMahon, Vince McMahon character would do. Go out there. If you, if I can't do it, go out there and, and grab the brass ring for yourself. Yeah. Show me some ruthless aggression. Yeah. Isn't that maybe exactly they admired what that. Cody did? Yeah, maybe so, they admired that. In a yeah. lot of ways, maybe Vince admired it. And I think Cody was kind of mind-fucked a little bit after his dad died. It did this dissension and Cody's feelings about things really started happening after Dusty passed away. Uh, you know, that kind of could have affected him. Maybe him saying, you know, my father went out, NWA, WWF, my father jumped from fed to fed, territory to territory, uh, and made it work. Maybe I can pattern myself after my dad. Uh, that's why when people were saying, you know, Cody wheeling and dealing behind the scenes, I'm like, yeah, just like his dad. His dad was on the booking committee in the NWA. Anybody yeah. remember when his dad was pinning everybody and their mother in the fucking 80s in the NWA? Dusty Rose was one of the hottest <laughs> things in the NWA next to Nikita Koloff and the Road Warriors. Yeah. You know, it's it's very remarkable what Cody was able to do, right? He made that list right after he left hmm. and he said, "This is my goals." And the man he knocked them all out. He did. And now he's coming back home and he's going to be debuted to a huge pop. I think this is going to be a as as big as the Hardy Boys pop a Could couple be. years ago. Could be. Could be in that realm. Could be in that realm. Yeah. Right. And and you know, it's it, good for him, man. Good for this guy. It's going to be a big, big homecoming. Let's talk about this match. Who do you think goes over? Let's start with you, Jeff. Jeff, Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes? Well, we've done it before, but uh, I think, first of all, Cody is going to get a huge pop. But I do think after about eight to ten seconds, he's going to get booed because people are going to remember that they are supposed to hate Cody because I think a lot of people watch AEW also. But who's going to go over? I've said it a hundred times. This is this is not WCW. This is a different war. It's a different time, and you, and winning this war is going to be played differently. So I do think that Cody goes over as the new WWE corporate guy. I mean, I know Kevin was joking earlier. Somebody was joking earlier, earlier that he may be aligned with uh, Mr. McMahon. It'll be Cody McMahon. Then you'll have Gable McMahon, and you'll have Austin McMahon. Uh, theory hyphen McMahon, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But no, uh, Cody's going to win. He's going to win clean. And Seth is going to complain that he was preparing for everybody in the WWE universe, right. everyone in the NXT universe, everyone in the Performance Center, everyone with a Legends contract. He was even preparing for intergender matches. But but there's but he was caught off guard, unaware, and he wasn't prepared for somebody that that didn't even work for the company. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I would be so pissed off. Like, this guy left, and now he's been he's been talking shit about WWE on that other fucking uh, organization, AEW, and now he's gonna debut as Vince's handpicked guy to fight Seth Rollins, and then he's gonna go over on Seth Rollins. Like this, yeah. this has got bad booking all over in my mind. I think Cody Rhodes should take an L, pay the penance, Mm-mm. and. And and he can get an, a a win on on Monday Night Raw. No, because he won't be. Because then all they're going to do is play into the narrative. Oh, he's getting buried. Well, 
They want to make sure that Cody comes in strong, so it looks like he made the right decision from jump. Yes, Vince McMahon normally does not care about what's said online. He could give a fuck what people say, Meltzer and Wade Keller and all that stuff and all the people, podcasters. But uh, for Cody, I think it was important for him to come in strong. Seth Rollins will do the job. It won't hurt Seth Rollins to do the job. And what Jeff said, I believe, is actually right in a roundabout way. I think that the, the way they can do it is Seth can be like, I had no time to prepare, do the typical heel crying thing, that it wasn't fair. Cody's coming as a baby face, by the way. Uh, it's a 100% savage. Uh, I bet you even brings that dog down the fucking ramp with him, but uh, which <laughs> oh, I'm come. all for. I'm all for Pharaoh to come down. But um, but uh, but uh, my mind yeah, went somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff is right. I think that um, at Cody will come in as a babyface. I think there could be some swerve with him being aligned with McMahon, uh, and McMahon forming some sort of faction with Austin Theory and uh, Alpha Academy, who I believe is going to win the titles from. Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but I believe there's some faction brewing with a McMahon faction. Uh, that could be led by Cody, a new corporation, yes. What? And I think Cody could be that guy, but I think Seth Rollins is a tweener right now. Seth Rollins is technically a heel, but he's an entertaining heel. So he can switch. And remember, the fans like to uh, chant his music and stuff like that. So at a dime, they can do a double switch and have Seth Rollins become a babyface. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, it could be interesting. There's some interesting twists and turns here. I think ultimately Cody comes in as a face, gets a face reaction, and immediately turns and shows an alignment with Mr. McMahon. And uh, they they bring up the Rhodes history and the McMahon history and that whole thing about there's one one royal family. I think Cody's going to use the same music again from AEW, and I think he's going to play that uh, game. Brandy, there's no plans for Brandy to be involved whatsoever. So uh, that's probably for for the best uh, that Brandy's not involved. But uh, I think Cody's going to win big. And I think it's going to be a double switch. I don't think it's going to happen at WrestleMania, but it could be on Raw the next night where Rollins comes out and Rollins gets cheered. And uh, Vince McMahon uh, stacked the deck against Rollins on purpose. Because remember, Vince was very cut and dry with Rollins in that meeting. He was very monotone. Uh, you know, that's it. And Seth is dancing around yeah. the office and stuff. And you're like, Vince, yeah, Vince is not like, you know, Vince, Vince is not like, get out of here. Like you get, you know, Vince was kind of not even paying attention to him. So there's something brewing here. There's something going on here. And I think the fact that the fans do the whoa chance when he comes out and they're chanting yeah. for him, there's something to it that McMahon's like, I might have to turn this guy babyface. I'm not going to make him a hateable heel. I'm going to make him an entertaining heel. So like Austin or like Kurt Angle, I can turn him in a fucking flip. You know, very Kurt Angle-ish, if you notice it, where Kurt Angle is acting all corny and funny, but he's a heel. Uh, they're yeah. doing it with Rollins. And I like. I think Rollins is doing his best work right now. I like what Rollins is doing right You now. like this Joker? I like uh, it. I like I, 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 yeah, The laugh is annoying, but it's catching on as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, again, I, I think that uh, they can they can do something with this here. The, the fans uh, will, will get behind it. You know, what becomes annoying can become trendy and cool. I mean, look, AEW is built on that. <laughs> That's right. Well, no, nobody here is bi a bigger fan of Seth Rollins than Jeff. Right, Jeff? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another match of the card. Let's talk about the New Day. <laughs> They're being called the New Day again. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Kev, what are your thoughts on Pete Dunne being uh, changed to Butch? I was a big fan of the movie Newsies. So uh I I was a big fan of the little rascals. Uh so I can appreciate that hat and those suspenders. Um yeah, I mean, listen, I like the faction though. I mean, when you look at it on even paper, 
uh, Pete Dunn, Sheamus, and Ridge Holland, three legitimate tough guys. Three three guys uh, like a little hooligan squad there, uh, like a U.K. hooligan squad. They should come mm-hmm. up with a much uh, with a cool name for them with some cool shirts or whatever and a cool faction name and some sort of uh, tagline. I think some sort of hooligan thing, like, you know, like the hooligans who go see soccer and they fight afterwards in the alleyways. There was right. even a movie. There was even a movie. I don't know if you guys ever saw a great movie with Charlie Hunnan from uh, Sons of Anarchy called uh, Green Street Hooligans. You guys ever see it? How about, no. how about you call them the British Combat Club? BCC. Well, that, that, you, Nobody's you can't done put that. that. You can't put that on a, on a shirt. British, yeah, but yeah, you, I don't think you could put that on a shirt. No, because well, first you can call it, but no, because they have the Blackpool, the Blackpool Combat Club, or whatever it's called in in AEW with Regal, Moxley, and Brian. Oh, I was just making a little joke. They should just feel the. But no, that 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 faction on its own, forget changing his name to Butch. That's a great faction. It really is. Three yeah. guys. Rich Holland's a tough son of a bitch rugby player. Pete Dunn's a tough son of a bitch. Sheamus is a tough son of a bitch. So, I mean, the three R- guys. Rich who, Holland will break your neck. Rich Holland can do some damage in That's and right. out of the yeah. ring. That's um, right. Poor Rich Holland. I mean, and they, but, you know, listen, they put him with Sheamus, and Sheamus is – and Pete Dunn, too. I mean, uh, if Ridge, Ridge is not going to get better working around Sheamus and Pete Dunn, then maybe Ridge wasn't meant for this business. But, uh, mm, like I said, a it's, a, it, it's a good – it's a real – tough bruiser type of UK faction and they can do something with this and they can jump guys and they can be almost like a, a UK version of, of the horseman, even though Ridge Holland, Ridge Holland would probably be the Mongo McMichael in there. But uh, if you compare them to the horseman, but you know, Pete Dunn's the technician, you know, and then you got Seamus who, who's kind of uh, the, the, the established veteran. I love the, the faction. I yeah, the enforcer. I, again, I think they can do some good things with this. I can get past the name. Pete Dunn's not exactly a great name either. I mean, is he just Butch? Is he Butch Dunn, or is he just Butch now? Yeah, just it, Butch it, for now. It doesn't matter, but we said the same thing. It, it, it's like, how marketable was Pete Dunn? What's the difference? Uh, listen, uh, hanging around Sheamus isn't a bad thing. It did wonders for Cesaro. So, uh, you know, now granted Cesaro exited, you know, but on his own, Cesaro, you know, the bar was a great team, and they lasted for a long time, and they accomplished a lot. Teaming up with Sheamus is a good thing. Rich Holland and Pete Dunn are lucky they're established because if they weren't with Sheamus, they'd be on Nikon's cut list after WrestleMania. Yep. Um, Kev, do you think who do you think goes over here in this match? And is there a possibility that we see Biggie? Yeah, I think um, Mish asked me that today. I think Biggie will make an appearance if he's up to it. I mean, he'll have to be in, in one of those contraptions, but. Uh, unless they have some sort of standing, you know, soft collar that he can be in where, you know, it's safe for him to be out there and just make an appearance. Of course, he'll get a huge reaction. I think he could be at ringside with no interaction, no physical uh, interaction with anybody, just be a presence out there. Maybe even sit in the front row, you know, do something where he's uh, bought a ticket. You know what I mean? He's sitting Mm. in the front row Mm -hmm. uh, just to give the New Day a little extra pop and have him sit there and cheerlead for his friends, which would be a good thing in the stadium. Good live uh, visual. boxes, right? Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like Biggie, you know, couldn't be, but he bought a ticket. Like you know, you know the way they do this kind of stuff. They include somebody. Uh, but I'm going to say the new day goes over uh, because, and it's not going to hurt uh, the, these hooligan guys. It's only going to get them, I think, tougher. I don't think anybody really losing at WrestleMania except for the world title is does any damage to anybody. I think you know people look too much into who wins and loses. People will forget about it by the time there's a new a next pay per view. I, I agree with you. I think uh, 
Nobody remembers that Adrian Adonis lost to uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah, no one remembers uh, Jake Roberts beat Master G, George Wells in this WrestleMania 2. You can't even remember who his opponent was, probably. You know, until you're like, oh, he pinned George Wells. Jeff's <laughs> giving me a look like, don't mention Hillbilly Jim and King Kong Bundy again. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, that, that's something going from the cage with Hogan and then the next year wrestling Hillbilly Jim. That's yeah. People talk about a decline. That's probably a decline that no one talks about too often. The Haiti kid. If I hear about the Haiti kid, I'm now I'm saying it. I, by the way, I agree. It's a, it's a trifecta. Yeah. Faces win. New Day wins. Yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a shoe in for those guys. Um, let's talk about another tag team match. Uh, it, things got a little more interesting this past Monday night with this angle, um, and I'll get into it after I talk about it, but the Mysterios versus The Miz and Logan Paul. Going into this, I had zero interest in this. Um, I'm not interested in Logan Paul. I think it's past my generation. Uh, definitely um, not for uh, Jeff here. Jeff is all – he's a big follower of uh, Logan Paul. Right, Jeff? I'm only interested in one Logan, and that's Wolverine. Oh, oh wait. That's not true. I could also be interested in Logan's Run. Well, Logan's Run was good in the seventies. That was a good. Yeah, show. damn right it was. They should they could remake it right now. There you go. So, um, you know, M- Monday night we had this whole the new added storyline because you know Miz last week stole Rey Mysterio's mask. This week he gets it back. But if you listen to commentary, they were pitching this story about how Dominic has to earn the mask. And so this is the first time since we've seen Dom show up and since the whole them being a tag team, the, you know, uh, Pops and Son, that we've even heard about Dom with the possibility of having to earn his father's mask. Right. So I thought this was an interesting twist. It could lead them into SummerSlam and add some more, you know, um, some, some hot sauce onto this angle um that's right to have a ray versus only depends on what type of hot sauce jeff mm-hmm. uh <laughs> what type of like add more oomph to this match between ray mysterio and dominic for SummerSlam? what are your thoughts on what happened on monday night and this match um yeah oh, yeah you're asking me or jeff i'll ask you you're the guest <laughs> i didn't see uh i didn't see a lot of that i mean that's one of those matches honestly to me that's a bathroom break match i'm just i respect ray mysterio and everything I, I i he's a good guy i appreciate what he's doing for his son he's trying to get his son ready enough that he can retire in peace and his son could go on and carry on the mysterio name um but i'm just not interested in this match i i've, I've i have no interest in the miz anymore uh, logan paul if he's really not from your generation he's really not from mine either uh, I, I don't even get his popularity. I don't even, I mean, I, I recognize what he's all about. Um, it seems, you know, he's successful in anything he dips his toe into from boxing to YouTube to everything he's done. Yep. Um, but to me, it's like, he's, per, you know, it's perfect to be with the Miz. I just, I'm not interested in any of the four guys in the match. So I'll watch it because I have to report on it, but it'll be probably the time that I'm what we were talking about before feeding the cats, ironing my pants, uh, you know, doing a wash, uh, you know, I'll be like, uh, let me check. Is it over? Okay. I would be like one of those kind of things. That would be that match for me, the distraction match. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go, I mean, who's going to win uh, Miz and Logan Paul? Cause they got to give the, the Miz, Miz can't lose all the time. It just gets redundant after a while. Uh, so I'm going to go with Miz and Logan Paul. Okay. Jeff. Um, d- despite the story that they were trying to tell on Monday night, that's not what's 
at all going to happen here. Um, one day it'll happen, but you know the, the the son versus father thing isn't happening yet. Earning the mask thing isn't happening yet. Whatever that means. Um, I'm one of those people. I never really cared about Ray Mysterio. He never did anything for me. I've always been a sizist. Um, I liked him for a brief moment when Eddie Guerrero convinced him to join the LWO in WCW. Um, Dominic, I think, has no business being in any wrestling ring. He should he should be joining Marco's stunt on being non-renewed. Uh, and I've never really liked the Miz either. I, I can appreciate him when he goes full on Miz. You know, when when he when he uh, does the shoot work interviews, but he's got a very punchable face, but not in the way that like I would enjoy it. Like I'd actually like to punch him in the face. Um, and, wow, jeez. Uh, yeah. And this Paul thing, it doesn't it, it misses me. However, the story is Logan Paul, and the faces are going to win, and it's going and it was all because of that Cleveland thing. Logan Paul isn't nearly as down with the Miz as as he wants to think, uh, and you know maybe he thought that the mask thing wasn't cool. And he's going to be the one that, that knocks Miz out, allowing the Mysterios to get the win. So Logan Paul will still look good. The Miz will keep taking losses because it doesn't matter. He's the Miz. And every celeb I'm going to, I'm going to spoiler, every celebrity is going to win their match um, because they're celebrities. And I'm going to include Stone Cold and Ronda Rousey as celebrities. This WrestleMania is a celebrity event. Two nights mm -hmm. on Peacock. They want Saturday night to be family night. They want... People who, you know, uh, gas prices are high, everything costs more, food costs more, going out to the restaurant costs more. Hey, you don't have to go out. You got you have it on Comcast, right? Or you pay $4.99 and you have 12 hours of, of wrestling coverage on Saturday and another 12 hours on Sunday. Just spend the whole, just keep it, just like the Super Bowl, just put it on. You don't need to be watching all the pregame shows and and the the, the dog Super Bowl and the, the diaper bowl and whatever else they have on, you know, the old timers show. It's just keep the TV on. Some there's always something to do. Do it, you know, get Domino's deals, get pizza and wings, make it a cheap weekend, and everybody's happy. And and so you know, while Logan Paul's team technically is the loser, he's still the winner. Jeff, you bring up a good point. Um, I want to talk about the idea of all these celebrities in WrestleMania. I hear a lot of criticism about, oh, you know, the all these celebrities, Logan Paul, um, Johnny Knoxville, they're taking spots of athletes, great, better talent. Like, you know, I think all three of us are from around the same generation, despite, you know, maybe about 10 years difference in age. But to me, like, Kevin's I have no problem. Older than me. Much older than me. What's that? Kevin's much older than me. I think you're older than me, actually. No, you're much older. You're like, you're about five and a half months older than me. Am I? <laughs> Yeah, you just you're gonna turn fifty four in June, I believe. I'm in November. No, that's not true. My birthday's in December. Liar. In your no. face, Jeff. No, he's so lying. You... It's Kevin Lyon Castle. I'm a, I'm a Christmas baby. It's born it's on a... the twenty fifth. A miracle. So... <laughs> Sorry, Steve. So Jeff, um do you care about the celebrities being in the in these matches, taking up spots? You believe I, in that shit? I mean I really don't. Um, I mean, celebrities being part of WrestleMania is part of the fabric of it. It's always been the way. Um, it's two nights. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's taking anyone's spot because there really aren't spots so much in WWE as there are turns. And the people who have the spots, I don't know that anyone's going to be taking their spots. I don't think anyone's going to be taking the Roman Brock 
sphere. I don't think anyone's really going to be taking the the Charlotte sphere for for a while. So it you know it has to be like a a, a celebrity. But that you know they they want to build up the audience. They want to get casual fans or lapsed fans. They want to get you know fathers to watch with their sons, mothers to watch with their daughters. They they want to they want to make this a family event again. And they would really love to tout, meaning Peacock and WW would really love to tout that over the weekend, 10 million people or 20 million people engaged in different uh, WWE programming on Peacock. Um, mm. You know, and then, you know, over a billion YouTube hits between SmackDown Hall of Fame and, you know, Raw, whatever it is. Well, however they can put numbers together, they're big. That, that's what this is all about. It's about... It's about big. It's about mainstream coverage. They, you know, they've got the DJ coming in. They've got. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bad Bunny came in. I'm sure there'll be more musical guests announced. I know that they've got people. I don't know who they are, but there's two women singing the the uh, Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. I'm sure there'll be someone else <laughs> singing it Sunday night as well. Yeah, it's a, um, it, two country singers. Yeah. Okay. Well, they'll probably have you know a, a different genre of music the next night. Um, you know it. it it, it is what it is. And, and, you know, Johnny Knoxville is more my age. Logan Paul is younger generation. They probably appeal to the similar sensibility, but hit different demographics. Sure. Um, no, it's very know. well calculated. Um, I, I, I will say that I'm very chubbed up at the fact that you mentioned that all these numbers, um, these astronomical views um, will probably impact my WWE stock very uh, nicely, and mm -hmm. I can't wait to see uh, what these results That's mean for I, my pocket. I can't help but notice that you are you're sucking up to Kevin by wearing a cardigan. That's John who likes the cardigans, not Kevin. Oh, sorry, I I, I got my brothers confused. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Let's see here. Let's talk about another. Let's talk one of these, uh, the lower card matches. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Um, just quickly, what Kevin, who do you think is going over in this match? Uh, Drew McIntyre, and I also predict uh, Madcap Moss will turn on Corbin. Madcap Moss will be a baby face after WrestleMania. So I heard that's the plan for him from someone I really trust. And uh, Corbin will go back to being Baron Corbin. I think it's the end of Happy Corbin. And uh, there's going to be a turn uh, from Madcap. Um, I mean, Drew's going to win. He'll get his sword back. Uh, the, Madcap Moss is obviously turning face at some point. I don't know that it's going to be at WrestleMania because I don't think it's important enough, but I, I think it happens in Friday on SmackDown. Is there any chance that Madcap Moss turns towards the unemployment line? No, I think no. they have a lot of plans for him, actually. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. They like him. Oh, I... I don't see it. What? What is it? The suspenders? They have big plans for him, and supposedly girls love him. I mean, they're going to start making uh, stuff for women for uh, Madcap Moss. He's like a big uh, favorite of the uh, demo for the ladies. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, the playgirl community loves him. I'm I'm very confused. Like, what? I have to squint my eyes because I see. If it wasn't for the deep tan on on Riddick Moss, I would not know the difference between Moss and Rick Boogs. No, Moss looks a lot better. The Rick Boogs looks like uh, if uh, Ted R. Seedy had a baby with uh, Freddie Mercury. 
Yeah, Rick, uh, Rick you know, Riddick is a Riddick, much larger man. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, Riddick Moss is a much uh, better looking guy, much more modern looking. Rick Boogs looks like a, a 70s strong man. I, and I don't get who, who appeals to that. Rick Boogs looks like horrible. It's I like, think Rick Boogs is a very handsome man. Let's argue about who's better looking. <laughs> horrible. I mean, it's a F Freddie Mercury meets Ted RCD look. Well, who came up with that? <laughs> he, he does look like a, like a early 20th century strong man like from a traveling carnival yeah and how'd that do for the vaude villains <laughs> I, I i think he ate Ooh. both of them and that's how he ended up becoming one person simon gotch is still working somehow i can't i cannot even remember who is it aiden english is he still with impact show, show me proof show me proof of life Jeff, I, they don't exist. You're you're gonna Rick see Boogs. Simon Gotch this weekend. He's on one of the. I don't know what you're talking about, Rick Boog. I'm watching. I'm watching Dango, Dirty Dango. I don't know those other guys. Are you, uh, Stevie? Are you going to see Control Your Narrative show? Looks like a good card. Unfortunately, not because um, that show is on Thursday night, and I fly in on Friday. But I, oh, okay. I actually do have a buddy of mine that worked as what did he call himself jeff one of the projects uh, he didn't even know what the word was but yeah he was he was he was basically <laughs> he knew a that project. word yeah he was a project which is basically a pro he, he was basically uh like an unnamed goon with a with a hoodie on and a mask that's right if there were credits in control your narrative he would have been like goon number five <laughs> oh, if it was star trek he would have been the first one to be killed do you remember like back in the day when like you know there was the conquistadors there was always like these rando tag teams it was like conquistador number one conquistador number two well well, well david would be the the not so super machine <laughs> oh the machines were great we still we, we still do the machine gimmick in the in the club business you we sure? have the yeah the bartender machine the booker machine we have the oh. the, the uh doorman machine we have the dj machine yeah this, there were mr wrestlings they were the vianos Vianos, that's right. Yeah, that was that was cool. So no, um, you, you've got David, you've got you've got Nico, you, you've got you've got the whole. Con the only thing you didn't do is control your own narrative by going timely. Right, I I I would have went if I would have flown in on Thursday. I probably would have gone to the show. Obviously, I, I, I know you did not control your narrative. I know uh, one of your close friends, Kev uh, Killer Cross, is scheduled to be at that show. Yeah. Uh, what, about, what about my close friend Vincent, who's on that show? Oh, is he your close friend? Sure, he was my guest on Garden of Doom this past week, the Hurricane. Sure. Oh, oh, was he? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they talked about horror movies. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. nice. And a little bit about wrestling. He he also told me that that nobody he knows has heard a word from the new regime of Ring of Honor. So little. So not not only did Tony Khan bury you know sort of whatever was going on with Ring of Honor and their storylines, he also inadvertently kicked impact a second time by killing their dishonor no more or honor no more versus impact invasion storyline jeez you know if you listen to jeff's podcast you find out that vincent the horror king's uh favorite horror movie is the little mermaid is that true no it's not true actually i think that you kevin and vincent would get along very well um he 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 likes horror movies, but he likes he likes like he, he likes the ones you like. He also likes the one John likes, but he but I think he prefers like ones you like more. Like John likes like the real psychological burn ones. Right. Um, Vincent likes those too, but he also he also likes like your old grindhouse, but not really the gore fest. But he likes like the sort of like the early '80s style of of, of horror movie. Yeah, no, he looks like uh, Rob Zombie, right? That's the guy. Yes. Yeah. 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 
He's very mellow. He's very humble. He's he's. You know, Where's he from? Uh oh boy. He's um, not a New Yorker, right? No, he's from Rhode Island. Rhode he's Island. he's he grew up in Rhode Island most of his life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good friend. All right, guys. Let's actually get back to the WrestleMania card. Let's talk about the guy we were just talking about, Rick Boogs. He and Shinsuke Nakamura are going to go up against the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Kev, who do you have in this match? Uh, I'm going to go with Usos. I can't imagine them putting the belt on Boogs and uh, and Nakamura. Well, Steve, you know that I did imagine Boogs and Nakamura even before Nakamura lost the Intercontinental Championship, so I'm not changing now. They're absolutely going to be new tag team champions, and it's going to be Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura, and the entire bloodline is going to get a little vacation. Oh, good Lord. You really think so? I think WrestleMania ends with all of them holding titles in the middle of the ring over so do I. Brock's so do I. Uh, Nope, it's going to be it's going to be a big cheer fest, and it's going to be both nights are going to end with everyone happy, cheering for the faces. Wait, what? The faces Roman Reigns. (laughs) The faces are not Reigns. Brock is the face. No, Roman Reigns is the face. You hear this, everybody? Acknowledge me. Exactly, Jesus. He's a cool heel, but he is the heel. We'll get we'll get to Roman Reigns uh, when we get to that that card in a second. I agree. I think the Usos win. I think the Usos. Are, are absolutely keeping these titles. Well, you guys are going to be acknowledging me come Monday. We'll see about that. Uh, let's talk about this uh, women's uh, Raw Women's Championship match, and that's Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. I'll start with you, Jeff. Jeff, uh, we saw Bianca Belair come back from uh, what do they call it? Throat throat uh, contusion. What contusion? <laughs> yes, from a local medical facility. That's right. Some some oddball uh, medical nonsense, but she's back. And then she ended up taking some shears out that Becky Lynch was going to cut off the braid and ends up cutting Becky Lynch's hair, which makes Becky Lynch really, really angry. She didn't really cut much of it off. I think she just improved it, if anything. Yeah, she gave her a pretty nice haircut. Were you disappointed that they didn't actually use like Brutus the Barber Beefcake's shears? Um, no, it, it, it was fine. The, the, it, it was fine. But, uh, you know, I know that that whole thing is to make us think that because the face went over that the heel has to win. But no, uh, brave Achilles will prevail. The hero's journey has to end after SummerSlam and Bianca's going to get her title back. Yeah, I was I when I I see barber shears, like I I need to be over the top. I need to see the garden shears that are uh, a staple of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I uh, went to high school with Barbara's uh, sister Rhonda Shears. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Okay, well, didn't Rhonda Shear host uh, Up All Night on USA? She did actually. Oh wow! Right. You went you went to high school with her? No, I just completely made that up. Oh man, I was about to ask you so many. We were really going to take a hard right pivot on, uh, you know, Ronda Shear. Um, Kev, what are, what are your thoughts on this match? Uh, which uh, which match is it again? Becky Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is going to win. I think she's going to win, and uh, she's going to lose that braid, and it's going to drive everybody nuts. Even though There's I think a... she can do it without the braid. People were talking about that's our whole thing. I don't know if it's our whole thing. I mean, it's a haircut, for God's sakes. Yeah, that's not her. Her whole thing is that she's a mega athlete. That yeah, a yeah. That's track. when people people talk like that. Listen, I, I don't 
disagree. I mean, even over the years, I remember when Warrior came back and he had a short haircut when he came to save Hogan from Papa Shango. So I was like, is that Warrior? Like, it doesn't look like him. I get it. Like, people want the aesthetic, the visual to be the same all the time. But there's nothing wrong with changing up. And especially today, I would think people would change it up a lot more than they do. I mean, it gets a little stale after a while. And I, I don't think the braid is everything. You know, she doesn't use it that often. Also, she's a baby face. She doesn't use it hardly ever. She only uses it against Becky because Becky keeps pulling on it. Yeah, so, she uses you know, it against her more than she uses it. Yeah. So, I, again, I, if she does end up losing the braid but wins but loses, I, I don't – it's not a big deal. She's a, you know, she'll be fine either way. Uh, Becky, to me, is a flop in this whole gimmick. This whole Conor McGregor female version is not working. Uh, it's, 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 you know, the reactions, I know people have been in arenas and Becky's not getting any reaction. No one's buying big time Beck shirts. They're not selling. She's not even in the top 10 of merch sales anymore where the man was number one for like almost a year and a half. Uh, it's just a downfall. I think that nickname, I, I think the man was that big a deal, but I guess it really has hurt her to not be able to use that anymore. Um, I don't it, I, I, what do I, I, I always say, Steve? What do I, I always say? You say Seth Rollins is the best. No, I say Seth Rollins ruins everything. Yeah, I just, I, I just think it, she might have been a flesh in the pan, guys. Uh, to be honest with you, and it's not because I don't like her. I think she might have been the quintessential flesh in the pan, which we haven't used that uh, terminology in a long time for someone in wrestling. She might have just only been meant for that one run, and then she had the baby. She came back. You know, things change. A year and a half, two years changed a lot. You know, COVID changed things a lot. Uh, people don't flock to her like they used to anymore i think when you have to listen they inject crowd noise for certain people that they want to get over if you have to inject crowd noise for becky that's like having to inject crowd noise for the rock or steve austin when you're a top top guy they shouldn't be doing sound effects to make it look like you're getting more cheers than you do that's when there's a problem that's a problem then well that's that's i think the trouble with with becky lynch's run i don't think they're in if they're going to inject anything is the booze, right? She's the heel, but she's, she's, so, she's been so over for the last 18 months before, before she's returned and try to turn on, uh, on Bianca at right. SummerSlam last year. But this heel run has failed only because she's so over. You think about like when they tried to turn Austin heel and, it just didn't hit the same way. Like, I don't think she's that. I don't it. think she's that over at all. I mean, I've spoke to people who've been in the arenas, or like people going to a concession stand when Becky Lynch is on. I mean, I people have told me who are fans of hers. My friend was a total huge fan of the man. Has completely jumped ship just because it's cringe. It's just it's terrible. But is is that because of the heel turn though? Like, but again, it's not because she's no popular. She's not connecting with the fans. They can make her a baby face. That's not going to mean anything. Her promos are corny. Again, they took the man thing away from her, which was a huge seller. People bought the uh -huh. shirt. Now they now they feel like fuck. I bought this man merchandise. Doesn't mean shit anymore. Big time Bex. It's like a boot. It's like a wow. What a whack substitute. Like you know what I mean. Come up with something better. I listen. I always thought the what thing for Steve Austin was kind of a whack kind of version to get Austin over again. But people like cheering it and stuff like that. But Austin three sixteen is really what's the vintage. What to me is a secondary shirt. Anybody wears a what shirt. It's like, eh, you know, to me, that's like the the original DX shirt, the original prototype DX shirt. That's the one mm -hmm. to wear. The one when Michaels and, and uh, Hunter were fighting the Spirit Squad, that merch DX, ugh. you know what I mean? It's a yeah. people like people like the OG stuff, man. And when it, uh, the other stuff comes off corny or like, oh, that's that's not cool to wear that. And I think that's what's going on with Becky, where people are like, yeah, don't wear a big time Beck shirt. That's not cool. 
yeah, you know, I, that's not cool. I think, I mean, I, I, for me, it's tough because I, I think she, nobody buys her as a heel. I think everybody just remembers her. Everybody's buying her as a top girl, Steve. I think that's the problem is no one is buying her as a tippy top. I think Charlotte has much more presence than she does. You know, and that promo she cut last week. She does, but but that's because it. Charlotte is like your quintessential heel. She's just like, again, that I'm that damn good. You're not going to knock me off the perch. And Becky tries that, but it's it falls flat because she's still like winking at the crowd, hugging girls on the side, like, and all this shit gets caught on social media. So, you know, I know like one, I think one Raw she tried to do something real dastardly to to Bianca, but then like afterwards at a house show, she's like hugging a girl with cancer. And it's like, Becky, you're, you know, that's all cool and all. And I know you're a representative of WWE, but at the end of the day, you're also supposed to still sell that you're a heel. And I don't think she's genuinely that she's got it in her. So that's why it's coming across flat or as a miss. And I'm, I'd be interested to see if after raw, after WrestleMania, they turn her back face and maybe pair her up with someone like Bailey, who's a lot easier to dislike. That's true. Well, maybe they can give her a job in coat check. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I wanted to, to, to jump on was uh, regarding Bianca and the hair. I mean, the hair is her gimmick. I mean, her entire, like, the video package that they, you know, that that 3D thing they, I, you, I don't even know what you can call it. Like, you can't even hair, call it Chiron. Yeah. It's this... It's that's the little hair graphic that's yeah, spinning yeah. around like a helicopter. And the girls, you know, there's a lot of girls that that um, are a part of the black community that resonate with Bianca because of the hair. So I don't see them taking away the hair now, especially if she's slated for a face run. Um, only if you want to really, really get some cheap heat on, on, the, on a heel. And I don't see them using that for Becky Lynch. If I think it's Becky, over. The, the project is over with Becky as a heel. I, I think Bianca wants to get rid of the braid, to be honest with you. There's been a couple times where I've seen her like experiment with other hairstyles and it's really hard to do with the braid. I think yeah. that I think that it was fun for a while when she was young, but now she's married. She's probably, you know, thinking about looking like more of an adult and whatever. So I, when the time is right, She'll do it. I, I'm I'm not yeah, whatever Becky's doing now is not working, but I'm not worried about this being career fatality. Strong booking only takes two or three weeks, and whether it's heel or face, I'm sure they can do something, but I'm not gonna change my pick now. I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna present judgment upon you know the next five to ten years of Becky Lynch's career. She's still a pretty good wrestler, she's a good worker, and as long as she can do that, she'll be fine. And she's married to Seth Rollins. And he's a loyal soldier. So, you know, unless she wants to have a go off and have another baby and, you know, leave the sport, she'll be just, she'll be just fine. So we've got, we've all got Becky, uh, not Becky, Bianca Belair winning, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. The last match on the night one card is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. This is for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm surprised that they put both women's championships on the same night. I, I would have preferred them split them, but it is what it is. Celebrity night, I told you. What is celebrity night? Night two? Saturday night. Saturday night? Mm. Is that what we were talking about? Logan Paul? Do we have uh, the the Jackass match? No, Jackass is on night two. Jackass is on Sunday. Really? All right. Yeah. Yeah, so um, let's talk about Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. 
Uh, Kev, who do you have in this match? Charlotte. Charlotte wins decisively. They're not going to give it to Ronda Rousey. I think people are mm. expecting it, and Charlotte's going to win decisively. Ronda will win it at another pay-per-view, but Charlotte's going to win at WrestleMania. Wow. Jeff? Disagree. Ronda wins. Charlotte's going to make her look like a million bucks. This is celebrity. This is celebrity WrestleMania. They wanted they want ESPN to cover it the next day. They want it to be on Good Morning America. They're going to put her on evening shows and morning shows and you know midday talk shows. You know, in every city that that, that they're in, I I know that Ronda can't cut a promo, but she's still Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I I honestly think that I'm surprised at the build that they've made Ronda Rousey look so weak compared to Charlotte. Right. The last several weeks, we've seen Charlotte one up Ronda Rousey multiple times, um, made her bleed two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I'm just that shocked again. It, it, if I was new to watching wrestling and maybe I was just a Ronda Rousey fan, there might be a possibility that I buy into the fact that Charlotte is going to beat her in the wrestling game right. on, on night one. So I, that's why I think Ronda is being set up to, as Jeff pointed out, Charlotte's going to make her look like a million bucks. She's the right person to do it. Uh, and Charlotte's going to, not Charlotte, Ronda's going to win uh, WrestleMania night one. Don't be surprised if you're wrong, though. Oh, okay. Don't be I surprised. Now, the one thing that we didn't talk about yet that's slated for night one is because it's not a match, but the KO show has Steve Austin. There's been a lot of rumors about this should close out the show. Kev, what are your thoughts on that? Should KO the KO show with Steve Austin open WrestleMania or should it close WrestleMania? It's going to close WrestleMania and it's going to not be an interview whatsoever. It's going to be a brawl from the time Austin gets to the ring. Uh, Austin is training for a match. He's made it clear that he's training for a match. Uh, it's going to be an unsanctioned match and it's going to probably go all over the stadium and it'll close because uh, Owens will end it taking some sort of insane, probably life or death dive for Austin. Uh, and it's going to be a melee. It absolutely is. It's going to be nothing of an interview whatsoever. It won't even get to that. It's going to be a brawl from the time Austin hits the ring. Uh, so don't expect any interview. Expect a full-scale like Donnybrook uh, brawl, unsanctioned, and then they, it will actually be considered a match because I think Austin will end up pinning him. But it's not going to be a traditional match, but it's going to be a match. I guarantee you Austin comes down in his wrestling gear full. He's not going to come down in like his, you know, that the hunting outfit that he wears and stuff. He's training for a match. I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised that this is not going to be an interview. Because people are like, an interview is going to end WrestleMania. It's not going to be an interview. It's being mass smoke and mirrored as an interview. But it's not going to be any kind of interview. That that stuff is done. I'm going to be real disappointed if he's out of shape. Like, I watch Eddie oh, he's Vedder. In great shape. He's in great shape. He was in shape I before. I haven't seen him, but I, I, I see Eddie Vedder. And I'm like, man, what? Eddie Vedder is old. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm old. You so, are old, Steve. That is true. But Austin <laughs> Austin is in great shape. He was on Rich Eisen two weeks ago, and he's actually done a bunch of interviews. He looks uh, fantastic. I think he's uh, 240, uh, which is down from his 260 when he was in rest. So he's actually thinner, and he's uh, less muscle weight. I think he's in great shape for 57. I think he's going to impress a lot of people. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to keep his shirt on. Let's put it. He doesn't need to keep his shirt on. Let's put it to you that way. Yeah, no. He's. he's, I. I agree with Kevin. I mean, it's you know, it it may start with him bringing down two of his new loggers because you know that's got to be mentioned in in some way, shape, or form. That'll smash it over Owen's head. Exactly. Right. Right. Come right in and you know cause it bang the two together, cause them to foam and hit 
Owens, you know, on both sides of the head, like cup both of his ears with the beer, spill on him, and yeah, it's going to be a Donnybrook. It's going to be like a, a, a street fight. And, and, and uh, you know, Austin, yeah. Owens is going to take some sort of crazy bump. Some yeah, not, not like that. I mean, I've said it all along, and I was only half joking, but I'm really not. I, I think at some point that Kevin Owens, either it's going to end with this sequence or during the course of this, he's going to take a super kick from Shawn Michaels. He's going to take a clothesline from hell from JBL. He's going to take a spin of Rooney from a Booker T. And at some point when he thinks that finally it's all over and the ordeal is over and he's safe, he's going to bump right into the undertaker and take a tombstone. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is Austin's night. They're not going to do that. And undertaker, I think his, his night is, is the hall of fame. I, I just don't see that. Uh, of them doing that. I, I still think so. And it's going to end with a stunner and, and there, and this is absolutely going to close out. It's not a rumor. It's confirmed, but the, it's smart because everybody who was, who's casually tuning in, is tuning in probably to see Stone Cold Steve Austin. You might get a million people watching just to see Stone Cold Steve Austin and the very hope that they may watch any part of the the, the prior six hours of the show is enough for this to be the final half hour of the show. And, uh, you know, and, and th th this is their feel-good. Th this is the only thing that, that uh, impeaches my thought that the next night might have to end with cheers because night one is going to end with cheers with Stone Cold and and everyone's standing tall and yeah Kevin Owens is going to is going to look like he's dead and you know and he'll be back in 10 days and you know with whatever his you know his his new take on life is going to be and he'll be fine. I can already see if that is the case and I would say that would be the only way that ending Jeff that you just booked would be the only way that I see WrestleMania night 1 ending without Ronda Rousey and Charlotte at the main the main event. If, if you have the mega power, the star power of Austin, Booker T, The Undertaker, JBL, Shawn Michaels, all of them in one ring, drinking beer, credits, I mean, that's that's an epic way to close out the show. It could be. I'm telling you, Stone Cold already has bigger star power than all of those people except for The Undertaker in the aggregate. Yeah, so... I'll, before we close out on night one, the last question that I'm, I'm going to have regarding night one is if all of this happens, let's say even at the minimum, Stone Cold whips Kevin Owens' ass all over AT&T Stadium. At the maximum, all the legends come out and beat his ass. What are the Monday morning quarterbacks going to say about WWE burying Kevin Owens? Do you? What would you say to that rhetoric, Kev? They're stupid because they don't get that it's not being buried. He's giving the honors of going against Steve Austin. That's an honor. It's Kevin Owens' biggest claim to fame he's ever going to have in his career. Any little pissant thing that he did in Ring of Honor in front of 500 people, it pales in comparison. You know, it's like banging your high school sweetheart and getting to bang Trish Stratus. Let's be serious, you know what I mean, uh, about what the magnitude is of this. It's a huge, huge honor that Austin even trusts him after 19 right. years, he's going to go in the ring with someone that he has to trust, even throwing a worked punch to not hurt Austin. So, and, and Owen's got the nod for this. It's an honor, and it's a privilege, and you don't know wrestling if you think that it's a burial. That's how you're, you're stupid. Get yourself educated, and then come back and see us after you get educated. Yeah. I mean, what Kevin said, I, I, I'm not interested in what people are going to be saying because they've already typed out their, their tweets. They already know exactly what they're going to say. We've seen it already. We've been seeing it for weeks. The, the, the faux outrage. And, you know, Kevin Owens is, I mean, 
he's what everyone hoped Chris Hero would be. He actually made it. He made it to the big time and has a sustained career in the major leagues. You know, he's he's sort of the everyman, and then he's there. So yeah, they're dumb. They don't understand that. They don't. I mean, they understand wrestling when they want to. They understand wrestling when they when they want Marco Stunt to be able to hurt Miro, or when they think that Danhausen's and and Orange Cassidy isn't is wrestling, not sports entertainment. But this is stupid. I mean, you know, it, you know, the, everybody thinks that the, the the thing they're a fan of is pure. The NWA thinks that that theirs is pure. You know, even though there's the question mark, you know, or it was rest in peace. Um, and somehow Austin Aries works there. Um, you know, the, the the Ring of Honor fans thought that their stuff was pure. Well, where Danhausen come from? He was just in Ring of Honor. PCO is not a man. He's a machine. You know, is, is there? Every every wrestling company has its nonsense and its comedy and it and its silliness. So it's it's all fake outrage. It's all tribalism. It's dopey. And Kevin Owens will be just fine. And he will you will get his just rewards for doing this, including the big fat contract that he just renewed. I wanted to bring that up just real quick. Kevin Owens, uh, sorry, Kevin Owens. Kevin, would you rather be Kevin Owens or re-signing with WWE and doing this or would you be rather be adam cole no i'd rather be kevin owens main event of wrestlemania what's adam cole doing you know they don't even have anything equivalent what all in is equivalent to wrestlemania that's it's ridiculous that's like comparing a uh you know a, a toothpick to a machete i mean that's <laughs> nonsense so, all in is the version of wrestlemania and, I mean, and that, that's literally like saying would you rather be michael fassbender playing dr doom and and being the villain and being defeated in the marvel cinematic universe or, or would you rather be shield agent number two who's on the good guy side yeah it's just again everyone wants to be a home team type of guy whatever but you have to also admit uh you know that's <laughs> It's like people who, who you know, uh, won't admit who uh, because the better pitcher is not on their team. So it's like someone saying Jacob DeGrom, oh, he's not that good. Yeah, because he's on the Mets and he's not on your team. He's he's one of the base, the new Tom Seaver. What are you talking right. about? Anybody who knows baseball knows Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. It's a stupid right. argument. It's, again, because they, he's like, no, nah, I got to take up. You can take up for your team without sounding like an ignorant fool. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can you can, you can can be a Kevin Owens, if, if you're a fan of Kevin Owens and you went up to Kevin Owens and go, Kevin, I'm a fan of yours, but my God, man, they're embarrassing you making you wrestle Austin and lose it. Kevin Owens would probably look at you like, you fucking moron. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, like, I don't want you. I, Kevin Owens probably would say that. I don't want you to be a fan of mine. Go be a fan of ADW. I don't want you to be my fan. <laughs> Like, like, I mean, Steve Austin. I mean, my God. I mean, what, right. what an honor. 19 years in Texas. He's right. going to have this for the rest of his life. And again, the guy resigned. So clearly, just like Sammy Zayn resigned, clearly, Sammy and Kevin don't agree with their fan base telling them how bad their careers are. Uh, they disagree vehemently because they're doing quite well in the spotlight. Sammy Zayn is getting on Entertainment Tonight. I mean, come on. How, where would he be <laughs> if he was in AEW? Come on, man. You wouldn't even know. He'd be on Dark. You know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> But six people watch that. Yep. Yep. I only asked the question because, again, that that speculation, those criticisms were all over uh, wrestling Twitter back when he re-signed. And everybody was saying, oh, he should have been like Cole. So, yeah, right. but I, I, I like that I got that mini rant out of you. So that, uh, that was yeah. good. Can, well, can we, um, feels good to do that again, too. Can we do like the, um, the, the SmackDown show and Stand and Deliver and then move to night two? Uh, sure. Absolutely. 
Um, I don't really have the SmackDown show card in front of me other than... I think, it's just I, re- the, I think it's the Battle Royal. I don't know if it's the Men's Battle Royal and the Women's Battle Royal or if those two things are separate. Let me quickly do that. But while I look this up, um, I do know that one of the matches is Ricochet versus <laughs> Lothario number one and Lothario number two. I should really know. Uh, what is it? Angel Garza, Garza and, and Carrillo. And uh, Humberto. Humberto. Ricochet better win this, or this is like the worst intercontinental title reign of all time, besides maybe Nakamura's like sort of non-reign reign. Yeah. I mean, he's got to win, right? I mean, he just took a he took two losses last Friday to both of these guys, and then he just took a loss to Austin Theory clean on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, this is this is goofy booking on WWE. You just have a guy that's that you sort of brought out of the brink of oblivion who you didn't release when you released 52 other people. You put a title on them and you, and you make them look bad ever since. That's, you know, the, the, this sort of stinks of the same kind of thought process that had, you know, Karrion Cross losing his first match to Jeff Hardy with a, ha, 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 I put my foot on the rope, God, you're rookie. I mean, it's, it just sounds like whoever thought of that came up with the same stupid idea. But, um, yeah, Rick, Ricochet needs to win. I'm, I'll, I'll go Ricochet wins. Yeah, let me see. Alrighty. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal has a lot of people. Finn Balor, the United States champion, a lot of people are criticizing him because he's the US champ and he's not on the WrestleMania card. Is that a valid argument? Should Our people be pissed off about that? I wouldn't worry about it yet. I think there'll be a U.S. title match on, yeah. on the card. That's and then maybe as a result of what happens in this battle royal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying. By, by the way, that spoiler, yep. I'm picking Damian Priest to eliminate Finn Balor through some sort of uh, brutality. I think he, I agree with you. I think, I think this match is going to be saved. Balor versus Priest for the United States title is going to be saved for the Raw after WrestleMania. You've got a lot of matches on the card already, and you need something for Raw after WrestleMania besides, you know, Fallout. And why not have the U.S. title up for grabs on the show? And they still need to move tickets. They still have a lot of tickets available for Raw. Yeah. Right. So I think it makes it makes sense for that. I'm having so much trouble looking up. Okay, so here we go. I think I got it. Some of the competitors in this match are uh, Robert Roode, Jinder Mahal, um, Shanky, the Viking Sh- Raiders, the Thank Hurt you. Business, Drew Gulak, probably Tozawa, probably Reggie, probably R Truth. R Truth is there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Mason T-Bar, did they make make it to this, or are they still missing in action? No, they're still missing in action. Apollo Cruz is there. The Commander, Commander Aziz. Aziz. Tazawa. Right. So uh, Mansoor, I'm sure he'll that, be there. I, that was Mansoor. Yeah, Mansoor's in this. So I think, is that Madcap Moss? I think Madcap Moss is in it. Yeah, that, I see his suspenders. So who takes this? I think, Jeff, you already said. Yeah, I already think, said Damian uh, Priest eliminates Finn Balor. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Damian Priest, too. All righty. 
Jeff, I don't, I don't think there's anything else on this SmackDown card other than, than those that, two matches. That's fine. I just wanted to get those things out of the way. I thought there was a women's battle royal. Maybe that's on one of the pre-show, or may, maybe it's just everyone assumes there will be. Maybe they replaced it with that 23-team tag team match. Oh, my God. That's my favorite match is uh, the 40-team uh, tag team match that should be slated for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Women's WrestleMania battle royal. Let me see if this comes up. Nope, that's last year's. Ruby Riot. Where have you been, Ruby Riot? Where have you gone? We missed you. You got arrested after a riot, so couldn't make bail. You know, it's a shame that um she's not she's not uh sunny. Um it's a real shame sunny that does just never stays in jail. This <laughs> is it's because we always bail her out. I mean she she's she's literally like proving Donald Trump correct. You could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and I guess if you've you know done enough wrestling porno only fans you can never do time <laughs> that's so bullshit she she would absolutely do time eventually without a doubt she'd do time let's bring I, up I the like stand and delivery coming but there's no punchline like i know when you're thinking then you're not <laughs> what did I do? all right well, well let's just stand and deliver instead of worried about a women's battle royal that might not yeah be that's what I'm, I'm bringing up right now stand and deliver this card there are I'm surprised there's seven matches on this card. This is wild to me. Well, they just they just uh, added a couple because I guess Gigi was not as hurt as they thought they were, so they threw together a tag team match for reasons. Um, so yeah, yeah, I've I've got my own speculations as to what these reasons are, but we'll get into it as let's. I guess let's start there. Let's t- start with the team of Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Raquel comes out and uh they attack uh who was it uh the the tag champions not the tag uh, champions the yeah, other ones they, yeah they attacked toxic attraction uh who were beating up dakota kai um for whatever reason wendy chu is missing um not sleeping she's sleeping she's sleeping right she's sleeping even though her teddy bear and her slurpee cup were stolen um by toxic attraction and Raquel rescued, and they did a sort of awkward, sort of choreographed bump into each other. And then uh, Dakota Kai jumped into Raquel Gonzalez's arms, and they had a loving embrace, and they both had big smiles. And when they got rid of the champs, the champs left the belts in the ring, and so they held up the belts. And that means a title match, even though we just had the Women's Dusty Cup, and even though Dakota Kai was in the finals with a different partner, and even though... Raquel Gonzalez lost in, in, earlier in the Dusty Cup with a different partner, but you sound a little bitter about it, Jeff. I just think it's a little bit dumb, but but I give allowances because it's developmental, and who cares? I'm just not. I just don't know why they needed another match on this card. But if it means that the other matches are shorter and, and not that the card is longer, I'm all for shorter matches and more of them. Um, I will say this: that, that Raquel Gonzalez has really lost something ever since Dakota Kai turned on her. And when they were trying to make her a face, it didn't really work. The Cora Jade thing didn't work. There's no chemistry between the two of them. Both They're both sort of like down personalities. They both, I don't know. It, it's just, it just, it, it didn't click. And Dakota and Raquel work better. Um, I think, I think that this is they're they're trying to rehabilitate Raquel Gonzalez, so I think that 
they're going to win these titles in whatever counsels mm-hmm. the pre-show for stand and deliver. So, yeah, I'm predicting a title change on on this one. I'm predicting a title change as well, but I, for different reason, I think Raquel and Dakota are going to be interim champions because I get the feeling that Toxic Attraction, the trio, are going to be called up. And so that's why you're going to get transitional champions in the tag team division and also as the women's champion. So we'll talk about that more when we get into it. But Kev, what are your thoughts on uh, this match? I love Raquel Gonzalez. I think she's like the best looking woman in NXT. I think she's uh, uh, she could be the next China uh, and actually be likable in real life. Um, uh, Dakota Kai and Harwell lost without each other. I think they reunited them to keep them strong because uh, they are big on Dakota Kai. They're big on Raquel Gonzalez, but they both were missing something. Wendy Chu is a cute little partner to have and everything. She's not a bad little worker in the ring. She could be a Santino Morello female type of gimmick if she gets brought up to the main roster with coming out in her pajamas and it'll be funny and the kids will think she's cute and with the the, 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 the cup and all that stuff. I could see it getting over, but it wasn't clicking with uh, Dakota Kai. Uh, you know, Dakota Kai changed the look. She's got the hair extensions. Now. I think she looks really good now, actually. And Raquel Gonzalez, again, I think they have plans for her to be like a China more kind of likable, uh, relatable China. I never thought China was very relatable as far as a character goes. I think Raquel Gonzalez is a lot more smiley, a lot more nicer. Uh, but she's a, t- she's a tough woman, too. I mean, legit six feet. I mean, she's she's a big woman. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she's going to tower over a lot of these women on the on the uh, main roster. I think she's just not ready yet, and they're just trying to keep her strong. So, you know what? Let's go with what worked last year at this time, and let's put Dakota back with Raquel. And I think you're right. It's an interim thing because I do believe Toxic Attraction is going to get brought up. I think those girls are ready to be brought up. Gigi Dolan's been ready. It's been on the independence for seven years, for God's sakes. Uh, and if Mandy Rose was in the in the limelight on the main roster for a while. Uh, JC Jane, I think, is still to be untested, but she'll be all right if they put her with uh, you know those two girls who can who can uh, guide her. Um, but I think they're 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 feeling things out of what exactly to do here. Uh, so I think Raquel and uh, and um, uh, Dakota will be uh, champions again, just for a short-term thing. Right. The next match on the card, Fatal 5-Way Ladder Match for the NXT North American Championship. We've got Carmelo Hayes as the champion versus Santos Escobar, Solo Sokoa, Grayson Waller, and Cameron Grimes. Jeff, who do you got? I think the Cameron Grimes falls short. This may trigger... A heel turn for him, but I don't see any reason to take the belt off Carmelo. I think that would be a mistake. Um, I like Santos Escobar. He's had this title before. I wouldn't mind him having it again, but, uh, you know, certainly not Grayson Waller, uh, even with Sanga, is, is that his name? Uh, and Solo Sokoa isn't ready. I'm not really quite sure why he's in this match since he just lost a big match to uh, um, Gunter. If he was Gunter at the time, I'm not sure if he's Walter still. And no, he's still Gunter. And did he win or did he lose the street fight to Boa? I, I don't know. Boa's mis- missing him. Anyway, it doesn't much matter. I, I you asked me who I pick, I'd pick Car- Carmelo Hayes to retain. Kev? I'll go with Carmelo Hayes to retain. And if not, I'm gonna go with um with uh Grayson Waller. I just think they're really pushing him. Uh uh, I want to definitely get my own Sangha to work at the club. We need a guy like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, Grayson Wall is so hateable. As soon as that music hits and he does that skipping thing, I just want to break his face. So he's doing a good job as a heel. 
because he's the epitome of the du- modern douchebag, uh, you know, YouTube star or whatever, or social media celeb thing. He's got it down packed with science, and he looks like that type of guy. So, I mean, I, I, I hate him. So, I mean, you know, I, I legit <laughs> I legit hate him. Um, so, uh, and I can't really say that about too many wrestlers where I'm like, oh, I can't stand that guy. I can't stand him. <laughs> Great heel. So, I think they got to do something with him, keep him, like, fresh, maybe put a belt on him. So Sokoa, I think, eventually will be part of the Roman Reigns Usu tribe at some point. Uso tribe, at some point, he's still not ready yet. Um, so yeah, I, I think Carmelo is still that guy. Keep him. Yeah, to me, he's like the African American AJ Styles. I mean, he's really that good. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's fantastic. Uh, Trick Williams should be very, very counting his blessings that he's hitched his wagon to Carmelo. Yeah, I, I could see Trick Williams being the one who cost Cameron Grimes. And that being a, a like a mini feud, and that and you know, Trick Williams can win that feud, or Cameron Grimes can win that feud, whichever way they want to go, because yeah. either one of them can lose, and it really doesn't matter. So uh, that's fine. But Camarlo Hayes, I agree with you, talent wise, he's he's like AJ. He's very crisp. He's he has a ground game. He's got an air game. But actually, I think his charisma is way more than than AJ's. A, AJ really has gotten by on talent and has grown into his voice. Yeah. Carmelo has already got the look. He, he's got that that Errol Flynn kind of devil be care kind of uh, cocky look that that could be face or heel. So uh, you know, and he's a short guy, so he's one of those guys who breaks my sizeism. Yeah. Wow, you, this is like breaking news right here. Well, we've said this before, so not exactly. It's just reaffirming the news. Alrighty, um, you know I. I don't know which way to go. I mean, Carmelo's Carmelo's strong as the champion. You know, I can also see them possibly putting Santos in this, but you know, Grayson Waller is another good good one. But you know, I say that this champ stays the champ, so Carmelo Hayes wins. Moving on to the next match, Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. Kev, let's start with you. Where do you think? Where do you think this match is going? Uh, I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm definitely not going for the 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 uh, uh, salami boy over there. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand uh, Tony D'Angelo. I what an embarrassment for Italians. Uh, that's all they think of us. Uh, these Aramis smelling uh, salami boys. Uh, the FBI was funny and stuff, but that was 20 years ago. I mean, to have a gimmick like this in modern day. So this shows you what the uh, mainstream media thinks of Italian people. Um, I, I think his character is garbage. I, I don't like it at all. So I go for anybody who's against him. So uh, not Tony D'Angelo. Jeff? I think Tony D'Angelo does win. And I do not think that this is Ciampa's final match in NXT. I think this whole thing is a storyline. I think that maybe every now and then he'll be on the main roster. But I think he stays in NXT. This That, that whole thing's a work. I think Ciampa wins here. I mean, he's been taking a couple of losses. I think he needs a, a win, and Tony D'Angelo is the type of heel that can afford a, a loss to a guy like Ciampa and not lose any steam. But he just lost his feud to Pete Dunne, but Butch, um, before. <laughs> he was still Pete Dunne at the time. I, I don't think that he can lose two feuds in a to, you know, basically his first two feuds. No, I don't think so. He's I think heel. if he wants to be a big deal, if they want to build, if he's one of their – Young guys that they're going to try to, to build around, or at least see if he's got it. He's got to win the feud, and Champa doesn't. Champa can take as many losses as he needs. So, um. <laughs> I, just, I just want to see someone knock that dago down to size. 
Oh there goes. That that guinea. He just knocked that guinea right out. All on I'm his saying head. is that I went to high school with a whole lot of guys there who were a lot like Tony D'Angelo. Then again, I went to high school in eighty two through eighty six. So Jesus, you're old. Oh my god. I want to see him knock the Dracar right off of Tony D'Angelo. Dracar oh, Noir, Jesus. definitely. Jesus. When you said Jesus. Aramis, I'm like, no, that's Dracar Noir. Uh, it's, it's, it's either disgusting scent uh could be for Tony D'Angelo. Horrible. I can't I can't stand characters like that. I just think it's embarrassing. You, so you you just can't stand the stereotype? I, yeah, just I I just you know to me it's like you know Bruno Sammartino never had to succumb to that. I mean, and it, boy, it right. wouldn't have gone that way in the seventies. You know, I didn't see Dominic Danucci coming out and doing like uh, what's the matter you, uh, you know. So I I don't know, man. I just think you know there's certain uh, groups of people that you can still make fun of, and there's others that you can't. And I I just happen to be. Uh, part of two groups that you can always make fun of and have no repercussions for, which are Catholics and Italians. Well, so. I, I think that everyone should be able to be made fun of, and especially in wrestling. So I love characters. All characters. I, well, I, I don't really, you know, but let, let's be honest. You're not going to see a Hasidic Jew character anytime soon. So yeah, I you've mean, got Paul you know, Heyman being the, 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 the uh, Jew who runs away and high. And you know, and, and you get they don't they don't, they don't emphasize that he's Jewish though. You better you. He's never the only one that mentions that. it. He's the only one who mentions it. That's right. Yeah, he's the only one. He, he mentions it. That's that is yeah, true. The wise man and, advocate. It's the lawyer thing, and MJF is really leaning into it now. Yeah. Um. Got all right, guys. Let's <laughs> so let's move on to L.A. Knight versus Gunter. Oh God. Speaking of stereotypes, Jeff, what do you think about L.A. Knight versus Gunter? I mean, this will be a fun match. I mean, uh, you know, a fun I, match. Yeah, <laughs> I think both these guys should be on the main roster. I think LA Knight absolutely. Fun, be on man. Yeah. What is going to be fun? He's just going to slap the shit out of this guy for like five minutes. Now what's the, no, I don't LA think Knight. I don't think Dad Bod's going to get the best LA Knight that way. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fifty fifty. But I but I do think that Gunter wins this because uh, I think that Gunter will stay in NXT for a little bit longer, and LA Knight will be on Raw Monday night or SmackDown. LA Knight is money. Gunther is another Kozlov. I, I don't see him doing anything. Yeah, he lost weight. He got his body in bed because uh, the dad bod chance were probably getting to uh, Walter. Oh, so he, he changed his diet. He looks a lot slimmer. I don't see him as people actually saying he's going to be the one to unseat Roman Reigns. Get the fuck out of here. That's, who that's is never going to happen. People, other podcasters who make a lot more money than we do. Yeah, they're there. Oh, Walter should be the guy. Gunther should be the guy to unseat Roman. Don't you have to like get over in a, in a worldwide, like, you know, don't you have to actually be over with more than 30 people? Uh, right. You know, I, I just. He's, he's, he's over with that 500,000 crowd. Uh, please. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, LA Knight is money. Like, he could, I mean, that dude should have been a lot bigger a long time ago. He's 39. You got to pull the trigger on him now while he's not injured, while he's still got it. He's got the physique, the look. He can mm -hmm. pass for early 30s. I mean, let's not get crazy. People go, oh, he could be like 29. Nah, he looks like a guy who's in his late 30s. But that's that's fine because most of the superstars are in their late 30s. So strike where the iron's high. I don't like the name LA Knight. I don't know why he couldn't be called Eli Drake. Is beyond me. But, uh, you know, that's WWE. Um, but uh, you can't stop that guy. He's just too good. Yeah, he's a mixture of The Rock and Austin, but uh, is that so bad? You know what I mean? No, is that a bad thing? Who, who else do you want to be a mixture of? Yeah, he's just so, I mean, even his, yeah, and his, uh, you know, and that's just a fact of life. It's, it's, see, why is that not on shirts? Why is that not being sold? Uh, what are they waiting for? Him to turn yeah. 40? 
know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I don't understand. Happy birthday. Is, yeah, exactly. So, LA Knight is money. Gunther might be money down the road. But, again, I noticed that Walter has streamlined his physique. He lost about oh, yeah. 30, 40 pounds. He looks a lot better now. Looks a lot better. Um, but uh, he's got to be able to connect with an audience, even as a heel. Because I think people are like, yeah, I, I know he's good. And, and the scuttlebutt on him is he's like a top guy. But uh, don't know much about him. I think that's the most fans with him. He is. He, yeah. he is the top guy in all of Austria. Yeah. Then what does that even mean? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He has lots of Vienna sausage. Oh, man. I don't know. Gunther just doesn't do it, man. Like, I feel like he's like the, um, you know, like on those Looney Tune cartoons when Bugs Bunny was always like matched up with like a big oaf. Like a, yeah. Like an <laughs> he's ogre. like an oaf. He's like, like an he, oaf. He looks like that guy that like Bugs Bunny always like one ups really easily because he's like an oafish buffoon like so what you're saying is that la night is me giving him a manicure in the middle of the match saying oh my god interest in austria <laughs> you are. Interest in austria deserves a mani penny uh, you should hit him with a what's up doc yeah and, and, and it's, it's it's like i said it's like a kozlov kind of thing it's very cliche the the guy from <sighs> that side of the world and still kind of that uh, you know, that old stoic, uh, you know, German Russian kind of thing where uh, unemotional and just all aggression and stereotypes. But, 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 yeah, but at least he's not wearing a, a hat and wearing a dirty undershirt. So, you know yeah, what I'm saying? The, it, the it's trouble a little bit is, different. The trouble is, like, if well, he's going to come out and bolts on a military long coat. So, I mean, yeah. it's the trouble it's with pretty, this gimmick is, like, I buy it if, like, the guy looks like a million bucks like ivan drago right right right. looks like a million bucks and all he said was i will crush you and that that's all he needed to say gunther looks around and and it's just like he's got no charisma and he doesn't have a look either no so he like, doesn't. he's like a big jamoke as we say uh <laughs> he, he, that, that's but that's the funny thing i'm listening to guys podcasts who like make big money saying that this is the guy who's going to unseat Roman Reigns. Where, where did you see that? Where I am I oh missing God, something really? here? I don't know. Where, where is that? And that tag team that he's with? Yeah, those guys are good, but they, they, no one cares about those dudes. What, what are Thank they called? You. What are you. the Expendables? What's the name of them? The Imperium. Uh, I, they should, I, they should I, be I, fucking yeah. called the Expendables. I, I, I think I, they'd be I, more I, over. I, I, Imperium. Like, come on. MSK is modern. It's the cool. They're the cool kids. They're in their. They're literally in their twenties. Unlike everybody else who has to lie about their age because they're 35. Those guys are actually in their mid-20s. They're young. They're cool. You got a white kid. You got a black kid. You got They, they can connect to the audience. I don't care if some of the NXT idiots in the audience don't like them. They don't like themselves. So it's like, the, the, put the gas behind MSK. I mean, this is supposed to be this young, hip kind of generation. I don't get this, this you know, March of the Wooden Soldiers or whatever the fuck gimmick they, they, they got going on, Imperium. What, what is that anyway? What is Imperium? <laughs> Is that a nice way of saying that they're Nazis without saying it? What 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 is that? I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to ask uh, Pritchard. Jeff, you're the smart one here. What's Imperium even mean? Yeah, Jeff. It means regal. It means part of a means part of a multi-state royal uh, uh, family, part of the court. Is that what it means? Imperium is like beyond regal, because regal is just a kingdom. Empire is more than one. So it's an empire. It's an empire. Well, it's like you're of the empire. I got you. Let's talk about this match then. Let's talk about Imperium. They are the ch- tag team champions. They will be facing the Creed brothers. Oh, I don't. I, I don't get the Creed brothers either. Oh, I don't get them either. Jeez. And really and MSK. 
MSK Kevin. all the way, I think. MSK, again, I'm 53 years old, going to be 54, and I see the hipness and the coolness and the cool factor of MSK. Those guys are precision in the ring. They're cool. they got great moves. They look good. Uh, you can market the shit out of them for the young generation. Why, why are we pushing these these da-da-da's? I mean, I, I don't get it. You know, I, 2.0, I thought they got rid of these old codgers to push these young guys. You know, so MSK to me, that's the team to put the gas behind. I, I don't get uh, these other teams. I, I, MSK probably won't win because I want them to win, and they'll go with the Expendables. And they'll uh, what is the name again? The Imperium. Imperium. Yeah, yeah, the Expendables. Imperium. Same thing. Uh, I, I, MSK to me should should be dominating as a tag team. I'm not sure why they're not. You know, I just watched the uh, Rambo uh, First Blood Part Two, and I've I've totally forgot that there's a scene where he's in the boat with. Uh, the the girl the vietnamese girl co oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's and he's like i'm expendable and she's like what does that mean and i was like this is why he called this movie the expendables just because based on this scene right here there you go so, great wow for him. steve that was a deep cut right there <laughs> thank you <laughs> personally you know not, it, you, people can tune into they're learning about wrestling on our show but they're also learning about really good old movies there you go hmm. okay um, I think the Creed brothers, whoever's been harassing and stalking them, uh, keeps them from winning the title. I don't know who that team is. I, yeah, I don't know if it's an existing team from UK or if it's just someone in the performance center that we haven't seen or whatever, as long as it's not the grizzled young veterans. I, I oh God, I think it is by the way. Jeez. Ugh. Um, I, I don't feel nearly as strongly about MSK as you guys do to me. I mean, Listen, I agree that they're crisp and precision. They remind me of the Motor City Machine Guns, but I don't really like teams like that. But I do predict that they will win and get the titles again. They had a rough patch, and they're finally over again. They paired them with LA Knight just to make sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that they get the title again. And Imperium, I don't know if the whole act will be moved up or just Gunther or they're going to wait a while. But whatever it is, they're fine. They, were always, they always sort of smelled like interim champions. So, you know. Yeah. They, they 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 can do whatever they want with them. I, I like Imperium. I don't think they're bad, but uh, but I think uh, MSK should have these titles. But uh, I wouldn't put them on the main roster. I, I just I just think it'll be startling just how small they are. Yeah. What Jeff is trying to say is MSK all fucking day. Well, the, that right. day, yeah. That, that's for that day, that, MSK that day. for that particular day. That's what Jeff. MSK for Saturday. So Saturday. There you go. There you go. Put that on a shirt, Jeff. I, I will. Um, I like MSK too. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, what's funny is like everybody, when FTR left WWE, everybody criticized WWE for not giving a fuck about tag team wrestling, but most of the matches we've been talking about WrestleMania weekend happened to be tag team matches. Yeah, is that weird? Like there's a shit ton of matches and like, I know I can understand Vince's booking and be like tag team matches. Like nobody gives a fuck about tag team psychology. Like just put two randos together. A lot of rando tag teams, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rick Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, look at that. They put them together. G Gigi Dolan and JC Jane have not been tag teaming for ages. Like, but do you think anybody that watches NXT gives a fuck about their tenure? Like, no. No, I don't think so. They just like the visual of it. Well, without a doubt. Um, talking about the visual, let's talk about the women's uh, championship match. Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade versus... Eeyore Shirai. I call her Eeyore Shirai because Eeyore. Eeyore's the you know, you know Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, the most boring character. And Kaylee Ray. Jeff, let's start with you. Who 
do you have winning this women's tag team champ uh, this women's championship? I do not think toxic, toxic attraction is going up to the main roster at all. I don't think the JC or GG are anywhere near ready. And when I heard Gigi speak uh, on NXT this week, I knew that she should she wasn't ready for the main roster. Um, but I do think Mandy Rose retains the title. I'm going to go further. I think the Cora Jade is going to snap, and she's going to join Toxic Attraction because her as a face is not cutting it, and they're going to oh, try yes, her as a heel with the Mean Girls. Mm, preach. I I really can't stand Cora Jade. She's too. She 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 looks like wrestling's Avril Lavigne. I yes, that's that's and, what I was trying to think of who she reminded me of. Her in this yeah. fucking skateboard. I don't give oh, a shit. So I really need her to fucking crack this skate. Like this needs to be her gimmick. Is that she can't win a match clean, so she has to crack everybody with a skateboard. If she does this, I swear to God, I'm gonna run to WWE shop, and if there's a Cora Jade shirt, I'll buy it, only to give it to a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh she, listen. They're trying to remake AJ Lee and old school Paige, and that's that's the combination I think of uh, Cora Jade as a hybrid of early AJ Lee and early Paige. Uh, before they realized that Paige was having sex with everybody behind the scenes, and they actually <laughs> want to keep Cora Jade like wholesome. Well, uh, you know, Cora. They want to they want to keep Cora Jade wholesome. Uh, so the skateboard thing makes it seem like she's a kid, you know, which she's what twenty. Legitimately, I think she's I 20, that, yeah. 20, 21. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, trying to appeal to the to the young people. If anything, they should probably have her hang out with MSK who are in their 20s too. It would make a lot more sense. Her or Raquel Gonzalez didn't work. You're right, Jeff. It, it didn't click. Uh, I don't know who she would click with because she's so little girl, young acting like uh, Wendy Chu maybe would maybe work with her. But, you know, another little childlike gimmick, uh, young kind of people thing. I, I don't know. Cora Jade might have to turn heel. You're right. I think you guys might be right because uh, maybe in their eyes this is working, but she's so small and demure and stuff. I, I don't know how she's – I mean, uh, she makes Sasha Banks look like Ultimate Warrior. So, I mean, you know, she's, 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 she's got tiny. that rest bitch face. She yeah, has... she's, she's tiny. Yeah, she's not as cute as – I thought, I think – like, I'm coming at it from an older guy, but if I was in my 20s, I would kind of – I don't know if I would be into someone like that, like with that backwards hat and carrying the skateboard. I'd be like, eh. You know, I don't know, not my cup of tea, but, but maybe to their audience, they're thinking that's what the kids like. I, I don't know. But Kev, I mean, you, you work in the clubs. If you saw her cracking skulls over a skateboard, you'd probably be like, hmm, now you've got my attention. Uh, I, I just don't. <laughs> I, the, the skateboard thing seems to work for even Darby Allen, I think, doesn't use the skateboard as much anymore, from what I understand. Um, so I, I don't know like who that appeals to, and quite honestly, I'm I'm out and about. I don't. Do people skateboard anymore? Is that a thing? The, Is that a thing in the East Coast? I, I, Dar I who Darby doesn't use the skateboard anymore because he he uses it to prop Sting to the ring. Yeah, he doesn't use the skateboard anymore. He basically rides Sting's coattails to the ring. Um, right. But but Corey yeah, Jade, I, I don't know who Corey Jade's supposed to appeal to because someone could snap back at me and say. Oh, dude, all due respect, you're a middle-aged guy. She's not supposed to be, I, I get that she's not supposed to appeal to me, but I also work with young people, and I work in a club that's 21 and up, and there's 20-somethings come to the shows all the time. I don't see anybody wearing a backwards hat and making sticking their tongue out and carrying skateboards. Maybe and that, is that and a wearing work? a flannel shirt. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't. I'm in the metal scene, and no girls dress like that. So I, I don't know. I don't know what that appeals to. For both of you, I, I looked up uh, Cora Jade. She is born January 14th. 2001 that makes her just turn 21 she's a kid yeah she's a kid and uh yeah. not ready for prime time she needs to 
Um, but I'm, I'm sure they think that that's a cutesy gimmick and maybe to appeal to, again, there are some kids in the NXT audience. Um, but do you guys see her getting rousing ovations? Is she really that over? No. I not. I mean, the difficult part about NXT is like it's mostly in that performance center, and the same people like yeah, you get see those tickets same to that. Neck, it's not. Same it's not a different crowd, right? So it's like yeah. if if they love you, they love you for life, and if they hate you, then they hate you for life because it's the same crowd, same people. Like I know some of the degenerates that end up getting those tickets on a weekly basis that show up and have no nothing better to do. Um, yeah. But I'm glad that they're getting out of their parents' basements and going out every Tuesday night. So that's a good thing. Cross said the smell in there would knock out a moose. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, that's why moose did not sign. Oh, shit. Oh, oh that's man. funny. Um, yeah, Corey Jade. I mean, but give, I mean, I give the girl a lot of credit. I mean, 21, fuck. I, I, I wasn't as, as ambitious as she was. We, we, we still haven't gotten to night two of WrestleMania or any other wrestling information. Uh, don't worry. We've got another three hours. Um, <laughs> Steve's going to do this until he has to get on the plane. I, I, I don't. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we pick who's winning this match? Mandy Rose? I Mandy Rose. Rose. Mandy Rose. I agree. Mandy, Mandy Rose. Rose Mandy Rose. Rose. I agree. Yeah. I think I think Eeyore Shirai is going to win. But this is why they threw really? her in there. They need a, Yeah, they need a transitional champion. Again, If I think they're – I buy that they're – Sending toxic attraction up, and somebody's got to hold this title, and it's going to be Eeyore Shirai. If they're sending toxic attraction up, which they're not, it will be with the NXT women's title so they can keep the strut. Ooh, ooh what, what she oh. can't strut without it? That's correct. That's true. That Are you surprised that Nikita Lyons, the hottest thing in NXT, is not on this card? No. She's not the hottest true. thing in NXT. I have to admit, she, she's, she's definitely. Uh, you know, she she's definitely a different uh, different look and brings a different aura to that whole thing. I mean, she's one thing I think everybody agrees on is she's something special. You can definitely tell, and she doesn't look like anybody else, and she doesn't wrestle like anybody else, and she certainly doesn't pin anybody like no, anybody else. Uh, no, she's, she's she pins she, just like Molina. What are you talking about? She, she's but, she's uh, yeah. I mean, it's she's she's an interesting type. I think you know we can keep an eye on her for the future. Yeah. But she's um, had two matches, so let's 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 not get crazy. But yeah, there's something different there. She's got a good move set. She has oh, a different oh, oh, look. She's got a move set. Yes, a move set. She's wrestled. Yes, never seen her wrestle. Oh, you never saw Nikita Lyons wrestle? He's lying. He's oh, just saying. I don't think I, look, I, don't think I need to see it. Purient interest. I don't like Lash Larue though. I'm not a fan of her. You um, mean Lash Legend? But Lash, I I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Kev. I, I, I made the same joke like, last week. I don't like Lash Larue either, but the yeah, I'm not. What am I having the Lash Larue? I don't know what's been going on with Lash Legend. Why you know that this keeps getting put back, and I have to believe it's because Lash Legend just isn't any good. But um, anyway, yeah, I, I mean, she's got that good. She's got the finisher. She's got that kick, which is you know as good as Zia Lee's kick or Zia Lee's kick. Though I don't oh, know yeah. what, what she's been doing. Um, but yeah, I think she's good. But no, I'm not surprised she's not on. They're, you know, they're basically pay-per-view quality, you know, takeover event on WrestleMania weekend. She's had two matches. Zylee, where is Zylee? They should be putting her into that 40 uh, tag team women's championship match. Yeah, where is Zylee? I I follow her on Instagram. She's a good looking woman. I like Zylee. I wish they'd do something with her. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with that. I fear 
the worst uh, for the uh, bus flip that usually happens after WrestleMania. But I, I don't, I don't want to wish that on her, but I have it. I am telling you that until they absolutely give up on the Chinese market, that they will they will let go of Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar before they let go of Xia Li and Boa. They are gonna I don't think their, I don't know about Boa. Chinese wrestlers. Mm. I don't know about Boa. Xia Li, though, I didn't give a fuck about Xia Li in NXT. But when she debuted on SmackDown, I was like, now you got my attention. Yeah, I mean that, that so, Mortal Kombat uh, graphics and stuff was. Yeah, kind of fun. and then she was yelling and screaming and all like kicking shit and, you know, I know I know Jade Cargill likes to say nobody gives a shit about that karate bullshit, but god damn it, when she came out and then there's like rays yeah, and fireballs coming out, it's fantastic. There's karate shit and there's karate shit with swords. That's right. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Last match on this NXT card is the championship match. This is Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker. Uh, Jeff, who's winning this NXT championship? Braun's getting his moment. He gets his title back. And we, the Steiner brothers, lift him up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I believe that the rumor, I, I'm pretty sure my source is correct, that Scott and Rick will be there at ringside. So. Yeah, of course. Can, can Let's be real, guys. Can, can Rick and Scott lift up Braun Breaker at their age? Rick can. Uh, Scott's going to be pretending to help us. He might die. Oh, <laughs> Future Hall of Famer. Very they well. Might, they might need to bring in Mike Rotunda and Kevin Sullivan to uh, have the rest of the varsity club and help them out. By I the saw, way, you know, I, I saw Kevin Sullivan last weekend. Everyone was, saw him on the on the, oh, the judge. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. I saw him in real life. I saw him in. He was at the Palisades Mall. He was signing things. He was in a in a dark hoodie trying to. Make sure nobody saw him. Steve, are you going to the Hall of Fame? Uh, no, because I'm at the same time the Hall of Fame is is the ROH show. So oh. I'm actually going to be like an hour northeast of Dallas in Garland, Texas. That shithole. <laughs> I've never been to Garland, Texas, but oh. I'm imagining it's a shithole. I mean, name me one good thing from Garland, Texas. Thank you. You live in White Plains, for God's sake. I don't live in White Plains. I live in <laughs> White Plains. Um. Okay, we talked about Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker's winning. That's it. Yeah, NXT yeah, stand and deliver. All right, fantastic. Let's. Will move Adam on. and the Ants perform stand and deliver? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Adam Ant. Adam Ant will will perform it. La diddly wop wop. Are you? Is this? Uh, did you just launch a a a, a secret code to to oh, the no, sleeper cell that, is is activated? What did, what did you just say? And then deliver la diddly wop wop. Is that a song? I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I think he just activated a sleeper cell. So you bet I did. I Adam, Adam, Adam Ant. Oh my god. Adam, Adam Ant is gonna play. We call them Ant Hills. Oh god. Uh, let's see. Wrestle back to this WrestleMania card. As long as Jeff doesn't start referencing Boomtown Rats songs. Oh my god. I don't god. know why you don't like Mondays. Oh god. I only know the Goody Two Shoes song from Adam Ant. You know more than that. That's don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Oh, sure. You don't have to tell me. Of course, I'm the right, dandy highwayman. You're you you're you're definitely talking outside my 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 age range. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a little that's a little much. Yeah. That's a that's more deep cut. That's B sides right now. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's talk about uh, night two again. Let's start with probably what is going to be the hottest match of night two, and that is. All right, right now it's billed as a fatal four-way. But honestly, I've been talking to Jeff. I've been trying to get this over on, on social media. 
I really need this tag team match with all the women to turn into a 30-team battle royal, bedlam match, Texas tornado, whatever. Just a complete anarchy. Put every singles woman competitor in a tag team and just throw them in this fucking match. This is what this match should be. Everybody gets a WrestleMania payday. But right now, as it is on the card, again, card subject to change, right, Jeff? Right. Queen Zelina and Carmella, I love that team. They're the champions versus Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley, and nobody cares about Liv Morgan. Nobody. Uh, and Natalia versus uh, Natalia and Shayna Baszler. <laughs> it may turn into Natalia versus Shayna Baszler. It it probably should, but um, Jeff, who is coming out victorious in this match? The same people who are always going to come out victorious in this match. Queen Zelina it, and Carmella. It, no, not Team Wardrobe Malfunction. It'll Excuse be me? Sasha and Naomi. Mm. I'm going to go same thing. Sasha and Naomi. I picked same thing. That's See, everybody's picking that. that those are for the nothing favorites. Else, they need to keep Sasha out of the world title picture for the next 6 to 12 months. Yeah, and keep her hot with a belt, time. you know, and having a tag title is still having a belt. So, yeah, that's it's a roundabout way. It keeps her hot. That does make absolute 100% sense. However... What if they book it like Tony Khan and have Sasha and Naomi do complete nothing like Moxley and Daniel Bryan? And next week, Sasha will face, get this, Jeff, Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> um, okay. Well, throw in throw in Lee Moriarty and I'm sold. <laughs> hey, you know, they probably added those two names to the match as we were recording. Um, I agree. I think very Sasha and women's tag team. Sasha and uh, Sasha and Naomi are winning this, I, I, but then again, I mean, I don't know. Rhea, real, Rhea and Liv need something. I mean, but then again, yeah. to throw Rhea in another fucking tag match is a, is a waste to me. Yeah, Rhea and Liv need something, but this ain't it. Yeah, yeah. Liv, Liv needs a pink slip. Um, let's talk about a celebrity match: Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an anything goes match. I don't know what that means. Does that mean the whole team of Jackass shows up? Is uh, I don't know what's going to go on. Kev, what are your thoughts on this? Um, Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn's got to win. I does. I mean, obviously, uh, Johnny Knoxville will probably get the last laugh, uh, but Sami Zayn gets the pin. I've Jeff. I. I, I I don't know what kind of Rube Goldberg machine they're going to make for this, but there's going to be something that's going to make Tom and Jerry jealous. I mean, there's going to be thing, exploding things from Acme. I don't know how Johnny Knoxville is going to win, but it's going to be something spectacular. Sami Zayn is going to be in an ejecting recliner chair. He'll end up in, a in I don't know, in a, an exploding tank of electric eels. Bowling balls will fall on his head, whatever it is. This is going to, there's a reason why it's anything goes and it's going to be Sami Zayn will, you know, get his offense in, but there's going to be some sort of jackassian end and Johnny Knoxville is definitely going to defeat poor Sammy. I agree with you, Jeff. I think there's going to be a definite jackass component. I think all the guys. theory continues, right? I think all the members of jackass get involved and I think Wee Man gets the pin on Sammy Zayn, Sammy's losing, but again, he'll yeah, but like they all t- pile on him, and uh, especially the fat guy. <laughs> That's right, especially the fat guy that has no name, i.e., me. <laughs> so, 
somebody's going to get hit with a bowling ball. It's going to just look like complete Wiley Coyote versus the Roadrunner. Lumps will come out of Sammy's head. Stars will fly around his eyes. Oh, my God. You know, like that shitty uh, CGI that they use to make like Riddle. Uh, yeah, like the birds fly out of Riddles. It'll be those same birds will be flying around his head. Oh, my God. I would love it. I would love it. He's going to get bonked on the head and he's like, tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, right, it'll be no sale will come up in his eyeballs. Smarks across the, the internet will be pissed off because we'll have little band aids and plus signs. This doesn't happen in the Tokyo Dome. There's no somehow way. he'll have a duck bill on the back of his head saying, You're despicable. <laughs> um, another celebrity match we've got Austin Theory, the chosen one, uh, versus Pat McAfee. There's no way that Pat McAfee loses, right. No, I'm I'm gonna go with Pat McAfee all the way. Yeah, me too. Does Pat McAfee do some crazy shit? We saw him do yeah, some, I think some wild yeah, stuff he will, versus yeah. Adam Cole. He's absolutely absolutely. Yeah. All right. He's gonna jump off of something, jump off a stage. Yeah. He's not as crazy as Shane, but he'll he'll do something wild. You know, funny you mentioned Shane. I hear rumors that they're gonna have him do something. What are they gonna have him do? No, he's there just for the Undertaker's yeah. Uh, induction. Yeah. Oh, you, you think so? Yeah, he's not doing anything in the ring. Well, what's he supposed to do? Pretend he's Triple H and have a heart attack in the middle of the ring? Oh, he's there I mean, to add the verse for the Undertaker. Yeah, exactly. They're very good friends. Every time he's in the ring, he looks like he's about to have a heart attack. He's like sweating profusely all over the place. That's why you don't put him in the ring. The, the ring. The ring. <laughs> the which ring? The, the Hall of Fame sweat ring? Right, he's going in the celebrity wing. <laughs> the celebrity um pat mcafee rk bro versus the street profits versus alpha academy i'm surprised that the street profits have been doing or seeming like they're borderline heels kev are they heels are they not heels um i think they're, they're gonna break up eventually and montez ford is gonna get the push finally that everyone's talking about even the rock is posting he's a future world champion uh boy is his partner in trouble when they break up um but, you know it's gonna be another otis tucker thing uh, might as well call him Tucky, Tucky too. Um, I'm going with uh, Alpha Academy to win, and I'm going with Riddle to turn heel on Randy Orton. I've heard that a lot from a lot of people. They're saying that Randy turning is too obvious and that Riddle's going to turn on Randy, Yep. especially since Randy's been throwing around the F word, which is friend. Yes, you never want to say your friends, especially we should know in podcasting you never say that. <laughs> Jeff, who do you got? Um, you had an earlier question. Yes, they are heels, meaning the Street Profits. Uh, Montez Ford might be a future world champion, but that's in MLW and or Impact. Uh, I don't see the star that everyone else sees. I, I see the athleticism. I see that frog splash, but his personality is annoying as all hell, and he's not young enough that I think that that's going to change. Are you um, saying that, Jeff, because he's Italian? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jeff just um, saying that because he's jealous of his his uh, sunglasses. Like Jeff, Jeff always likes to tout that he's had like you know, uh, very name brand shoes, Bruno Mali, all this other stuff, mm -hmm. suits. Come on, Jeff. You know you want these sunglasses. Well, Jeff really was the one who bought the solo cup into the mainstream. Damn oh, right. Without a doubt. Yeah, he, that's true. That's why look, I look at Jeff's old pictures. He always had a solo cup in him. Only, right. only secret. There was no a liquor. Solo in monster it. cup. <laughs> there was no liquor, and it just lactate. That was oh, my that retirement was... <laughs> gift, by the way. That's it was right. a solo cup from the solo monster. Nice. Said, 
He said, thanks, thanks for thanks for working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. Yeah, 24 hours a day. <laughs> you mean as a moderator, you didn't sleep? You were just constantly moderating? <laughs> I, I he had you working 24 day. hours a day? Wow. That job, that job was at least 37 hours a day. Wow. That's a job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was actually in the quantum realm. The time moved differently there. Anyway, um, I I don't think the bros are going to break up here. I, I, I think they're going to keep them together for a while. I, I'm sure the original plan was to make them break up, but I think the bros get their titles, but uh, get, yeah, get the titles or they still have them. I think they retain there and they'll do their posing. They're selling too much merch. They like, you know, it's too happy, happy. But do you see eventually Riddle turning on uh, Randy? I, I could definitely see that. And I, and I think that they've wanted to turn one of them for a while and they keep saying, not yet, and and I think not yet is right. I think I think heel street profits is is telling me that they're not turning the RK bros yet. They're gonna the bro the bros will retain, and the street profits. If there was any question whether they're heels or not, they'll go totally heel and either totally devastate them after WrestleMania, or they'll do something dastardly, probably more likely Raw the next the next day, um, totally attacking them from behind and and being. Dastard, a dastardly duo. So, anyway, I'm sticking with the bros retaining. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Street Profits come out victorious. This is, I think, the so first all three time of us that... picked three different teams. Yeah. That's right. Wow. We have yeah, our own fatal three way. Yes, I know our own triple threat. Yeah, I, I think they saved the turn what? for Monday night. Hold on, breaking news. Uh, Daniel Bryan just entered into our podcast, and he's picking a surprise team to win. Oh, nice. He's picking Tucker to return and reform heavy machinery, and they win. Oh, right. no. Yeah. Come on now. You know Tucky's sad about that. We already uh, gave him a fond farewell uh, many, many episodes ago. He hates you. He, he probably does. Uh, he, he also works, probably... He, and he, he works in Garland, Texas, though. He probably, <laughs> I better fucking he, he's keep my head down in Garland, Texas. At the Ring of Honor card. He's the only he's like, guy hey, working security. Wow. He's like, hey, you shithead. I heard you talking trash about me and i'm like who are you again they're, oh, shit. they're like do we need security well there's 1600 people coming yeah but the ring of honor fans okay one guy's good there you go <laughs> <laughs> um one of the more impressive matches that i think everybody's looking forward to is this edge versus aj styles match jeff uh who do you who are, are you excited about edge and also this is another question that i've, I've been asking this week is edge a better version of Malachi Black. Uh, I have to. It's funny because you say everyone's looking forward to this match. I couldn't care less about this match. This match <laughs> sort of rushed together. Is he a better version of Malachi Black? No, but it's a it's a similar gimmick. And I mean, the prevailing wisdom is that AJ is the full timer. He's a, out of these two. He's the younger guy. He should win. I, I don't know why they would give Edge this new character. I mean, I know he turns like the wind. He's like the he's like the the mid show. He's you know the medium sized show. Um, you shouldn't give a guy a new character just to lose at a at a main of you know at a WrestleMania. And he's a he's a bigger star than AJ Styles. Then again, this same gimmick, you know, ca- you know, caused Karrion Cross to get released and caused Malachi Black to get released. So, <laughs> and basically all of Tian Shah to to go into witness protection. So uh, th- this kind of gimmick doesn't seem to do well these days. But uh, despite all that, I'm going to go with Edge because he's Edge. Mm, there you go. Okay. Kev? 
I'm going to go with Edge, too, I think. Uh, I like Edge's new music. I like the new uh, character. Uh, it is uh, similar to more Malachi Black. Not the Karrion Cross. I don't think it has anything in common with Karrion Cross, but uh, more Malachi Black. But I think, you know, Edge, coming from the brood and coming from being a member of the Ministry of Darkness, he's been down this territory before. So you can't really say he's taken some crazy turn. We've never seen this before with Edge. Edge has, has uh, pushed the evil gimmick before, uh, especially in the early days of the brood. It's just so, a few months ago he was fighting in a hitting his wife or against Mrs. Maurice. Oh, he's very he's very not, but he's very gritty looking now. I mean, his pretty boy days are long gone. I mean, he looks like a grizzled, haggard type of middle aged guy. So that you believe those kind of guys are, are like uh, fighters, you know. So yeah, he, his pretty boy days. And I'm probably a little prettier than Edge. He's his pretty boy days are gone, but he looks he looks the part. Even he did his hair a little bit differently, but the new music. Is great. I love the new music uh, uh, from uh, same band that was doing his old music, but it's just a different kind of tone. And I think AJ Is Styles, Alter Bridge? Alter Bridge, yeah. And I think AJ Styles can afford to lose, just like Seth Rollins, and it, it's not going to hurt him. It's not going to hurt him, right? Um, but I like the new. I like the present, the new presentation of Edge. He needed it. He needed it. Yeah, I, I, I mean this this one is a tough one for me to pick because Edge. He beat the Miz a couple times, so he's going in with a couple wins behind him. AJ, I don't know. AJ's taken a couple of losses, and most notably, he's spent a lot of the last eight months putting over Omos. So I think AJ needs this win more than Edge. I think that's why I'm going to pick AJ Styles. Yeah. All right, guys. Um we're almost at the end of night two. This match just got added this past Monday night. We've got Bobby Lashley, or as Jeff and I like to refer to him, Bobby Smashley versus Omos. Jeff. Uh, oh, go ahead, Kev. I'm going to go with uh, Omos. Uh, I, I, but I'm going to say this in a little bit of a, a, a twist that can happen here. Omos is in desperate need of a mouthpiece. I was talking about this with Mesh. And I think uh, MVP could end up managing him. Maybe something happens with Lashley where it brings them closer together. And uh, he winds up being part of uh, a crew with uh, Lashley and uh, is managed by MVP. He needs a mouthpiece. Almost can't survive on his own doing this gimmick. He needs a manager. I completely agree with you. I think almost is is lost on the mic. And he is. He, he just needs to be that quiet. Like You know how like Diesel was? Yep. You know, just quiet and just Crack your crack your knuckles. That's it. Just but you could picture MVP having him as a heavy and having Lashley in him, and they could do some real damage to uh, the baby faces. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Jeff, who are you picking here? Um, I, I know that I know who's going to win, and that's me. Um, because this is a Jeff match written all over. Uh, I like the version of the ending that you guys come up with that that, that somehow Lashley almost an MVP reform a new her business with or without Cedric and, uh, and Shelton. I, you know, I don't really care. Um, I, I, I don't know how you get there unless there's a time limit draw. And I don't know the time limit on these matches, but if they're an hour, these guys aren't going in an hour. So you'd have to have a double DQ or, or, or something where it, you know, I, I don't know how you do it. I think what's more likely, uh, and they've been trying to turn, Lashley face, God knows why, but they've been they've been toying with with it for like six months now. I think you can protect him by saying he, he came back, he needed surgery, he didn't have surgery, 
and do an injury angle and let him actually get the surgery. MVP turns on him, hits him in the arm with the cane. Maybe Cedric and Shelton join in in the fun or not. Uh, and then almost gets the win based on that and, and MVP and almost walk away. I think almost would be okay without MVP, without a mouthpiece, but he'd be so much better with a mouthpiece. I like that of uh, him possibly MVP turning on Lashley, maybe even going with the thing, you know, you lost the title. You know, I, I have to get, I'm, I'm looking for new prospects now. Your old news almost is the man, you know, you're not the champion anymore. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, where uh, MVP is like, uh, while you were out, I, I got uh, he, he plotted and planted with almost last couple of weeks while Lashley was on the mend. And and he can use that Lashley's not a champion anymore, and MVP only works with potential champions. Right. I need the money. You're, I like you're, it. You're, I like that. Your time came and went. Oh, I like man. that. I like that. I think they can do that. If they if they have any brains in their heads, they would do that. Yeah, I, I, I can see that happening, especially since Monday night when Lashley comes out. Where's MVP? He's nowhere yeah. to be seen next to Lashley. So it yeah, does make sense. And if you're going to give the A guys a little bit of time off, well, that becomes your A story for a while. And instead of Brock chasing around Paul, you have Lashley hunting for MVP. That's mm. good. I like that, Jeff. That's good. Thank you. See, every once in a while, Jeff, this is why I keep him around. He's, <laughs> he's, got, a, he's got a couple good ideas every once in a while. Um, the well, one thing that I, we haven't mentioned is, you know, I expect there to be a big WrestleMania moment out of this match, and that's just the sight of Bobby Lashley lifting almost. I really want to see Bobby Lashley lift this guy up into like a standing suplex for a good five seconds and then drop him. Um, will we see it? I don't know. Does Lashley need to win after that moment? No. I mean, again, WrestleMania is about moments, and the the sight of Bobby Lashley lifting this seven-foot giant into a giant suplex is WrestleMania moment in and of itself. You'll see it in clips. You'll see it in the new intro to, to the beginning of any show. Yeah. And that could be when MVP clocks him in the, you know, in the arm with it, with his cane. Yep. Right afterwards. Yep. Right there. Yeah. Protect, protects him completely. Almost just falls on top of him. All right. Right. So um, definitely hoping for that spot. Well, I'll be looking out for that. I think a lot of people are criticizing it saying this is the bathroom break match, but no, those are stupid people. No. <laughs> We've established that. I should I should stop talking to those guys. Yeah, you really should. Uh, last uh, last match of the night, we've got the main event: Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion, versus oh, Roman. There are Reigns. no more bathroom break matches. They give you twenty minutes between matches. Exactly. You can't waste time during a match to go to the bathroom. You have other too much other time to waste. You just got to have a diaper on. You should got to be like uh, Richard Christie on Howard Stern. Just wear a diaper. Oh, I don't wear just pee in the diaper. Time. Um, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns winner takes all to unify the WWE championship can you believe that they're actually unifying this title does this mean that whoever wins is going to show up on both shows they're going to represent both brands Kev I'm not sure what they're doing with that but I know Roman's going to win it but I don't know how they handle this unification thing is beyond me that's to be determined but I think Roman wins because I've already heard that Brock is, is going to be gone for a while and uh, doing other things. So I think Roman wins and, and breaks all sorts of records. I think at this point they want him to break Bruno Sammartino's record of uh, five years or six years, whatever the championship was. Uh, Reigns will be champion for the rest of 2022. I'm almost sure of it. Mm, Jeff? Um, whatever they're doing with the titles, I, I mean, 
with the rosters the way as small as they are, I, I guess I could see it being unified, but I, I can't see Comcast or Fox being happy about that. Um, unless the top guy is going to be on both shows. And I don't see that happening with, yeah, Joe that's a lot to Rock. put on reigns. Yeah. That's a lot to put on him. Yeah. Monday, I mean, be there he's been working nonstop for three years. Uh, he, he needs some time off. I know the Brock is basically a part-timer. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, I will be happy either way, either way with this. I, I don't, whatever this unification is, it's going to be short lived. I, I think you have two networks, each paying over $200 million a year. Uh, and if you count Comcast, you know, Peacock and USA as one, you've got one network paying $470 million a year or something like that, and another one paying 250 and there's expected to be a bidding war between Fox and Comcast when when rights come up, right. yeah, you know, I, which is amazing that the, these dollars are going to go up. Um, but I guess that bodes well for them and, frankly, for AW and anyone else. It's, well, there is no one else that's on any sort of national TV that's in wrestling. Um except for if you count impact and impacts owned by a TV channel. So it doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to go with Brock. I think that's the feel good moment. I know that's sort of the minority opinion, but I, I know that he's going to be part-time, but I think he can show up for three or four more weeks. And, you know, while the Roman empire takes a much needed break and maybe they bring in a backup, maybe they bring in Sokoa or, you know, someone uh, to reinforce the Roman empire to build that Varangian guard. I I think we're going to see Roman victorious. I think we're going to see Roman standing over Brock Lesnar as the champion. Um, and I I've got two two additional questions to ask the both of you. This is Suck it. obviously oh. fantasy booking, but for Monday after Raw, right? If he if Roman is the unified champion on Monday Night Raw. Is there any chance in hell that he says, I'm above the WWE championship. I am proudly the universal champion. I don't need this title. And just tosses it, leaves it in the middle of the ring, and then there's an open tournament. I recall, if you recall, in January, when he helped Lashley win the WWE title at Royal Rumble, he picked up the WWE title. He looked at it, and he scoffed at it. And he right. threw it like a piece of junk. Right. So if that's the seed planted back then for the move on Monday night to say, fuck your title, Monday Night Raw. I'm the universal title. And then he just walks out. Oh, yeah, it's, po- it's possible. We, I, we, I examined that with Mitch today on uh, Soup. I think that's a, a very good possibility. Uh, and then again, that's what because what Jeff even said, you got two major uh, juggernaut corporations that are going to want the best from the WWE and their best guys and their, you know, almost laughable to say a rating draw because it was a rating draw at this point, but putting putting their best foot forward for both shows and to have one guy champion. And I, can you imagine them telling, yeah, Reigns is only going to wrestle on Friday. He's not going to wrestle on Monday. But don't worry. We'll put on a good show on Raw. Don't worry, guys. Like, it's that's mm-hmm. not going to suffice. They're going to want champions and stars, and they want the top guy on. So they're going to have to figure it out. But I can imagine Reigns saying, uh, maybe a, give him about a week, and then him saying, "You know what? I don't, I don't need this uh, 
title and him throwing it on the ground and they do a tournament and there you go. And you got Edge and AJ Styles and Cody Rhodes. And uh, Veer. Veer. And, and uh, yeah, and Veer, Venetian Veer, whatever his name is. Uh, Elias. Elias, uh, Shane McMahon, all the other people that uh, the, the, the community's lying about being That's at right. WrestleMania. Stephen uh, Amell. But you know, no, when, but when, when Cody, Cody Rhodes, comes back, you, know, you, that, you know, when Cody Rhodes come back, that means Stephen Amell is back. Uh, but no, with Edge having a new character now and AJ probably getting another go at the the, the big belt, they'll have to have a, a major belt on Raw. So, yeah, I, I think Reigns disavows it, uh, you know, embraces it that night at WrestleMania and about a week later decides that, uh, yeah, I don't need this belt. I mean, that story is one that Reigns could do. There's no way Brock would do it. Brock Brock would hold 27 belts if he could. Yeah, he would. It. Right. So would if that's the story, Reigns definitely wins. I, mean, I again, agree. I will not be upset either way. Uh, this is I'm looking forward to this match, but I, I love both guys. I, I think they're both doing great work. I, I think no matter who wins, we all win. I think it's it's great. This This, you know, where is Paul Heyman? This was the story I always wanted. They sort of resolved it quicker than i wanted but who knows is it really resolved maybe maybe not who knows yeah. uh but but yeah if if your prognostication is correct then yeah roman could absolutely do that and the next that so that leads me to the next question right so if roman is victorious on sunday night is there any chance that they go to the well for a second time just like they did in SummerSlam and ended it with Roman wins, he beats John Cena and cue Brock Lesnar's music. Is there any way that Sunday night ends with Roman victorious, Brock is laying out, and who comes out but none other than The Rock? Uh, Yeah, I believe The Rock will be there at the end to challenge Roman Reigns and sets up next year's WrestleMania. Yes, I believe it's going to happen. Jeff? It sounds great. I am skeptical because The Rock has like really he's already got committed like eight back to back movies. Plus, he's like working on multiple TV shows. And, you know, he's a very powerful guy and he could probably find a few days if he really, really wanted to. But he's I mean, he does have contracts with studios and he's insured by multiple insurance companies. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who need to sign off on that. He he makes about 100 120 million dollars a year these days. I, I'm not sure that him being in WrestleMania is really all that important to him. And I wouldn't be surprised that having like 17 celebrities on this WrestleMania isn't to make us forget that we were all expecting The Rock to come out. No, wait a minute. He he makes 100 he makes less money than Jason Solomonster? Yes. Oh wow. She's... <laughs> Well, Jay, Jason saves all his money. I mean, you know, he That's shares it. rent with his brother. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I think Rock is is definitely going to come out. I almost forgot about the Rock factor. I, I mean, the Rock bought the XFL, so you immediately lost seventeen billion dollars right there. Uh, so wait till wait till Soul Monster buys the XFL from Rock. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah, man, I think that's the WrestleMania card. I think it's a great card. I think there's a lot of potential for, for the outcomes of a lot of these matches to, to really tell stories leading up to SummerSlam. So I'm excited about it again. Maybe I'm biased. I'm, I'm going, I'm excited about going, but you're leaving um, tomorrow, you're leaving tomorrow, Thursday or Friday, uh, Friday, Okay. Friday morning. Nice. 
yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking to to hit up the ROH show, uh, one of the GCW shows, a Mission Pro show, WrestleMania, and uh, you know. So you're going to, and you're coming back Monday to New York. Uh, yeah, flying back Monday. Wow, nice little. I've I've learned the hard way not to do all four shows back to back to back to back because yeah. it's just way too much. So you guys should have quite a show next week with Steve being the on-site guy for WrestleMania. We might have two shows. We we might have to do a WrestleMania review show and then an everything else review show. Yeah. And then you're going to do that special uh, Steve's Adventures in Garland, Texas show. That's going to be good. Oh, that that's right. I've got to get my uh, one-on-one exclusive interview with Tucky. Yeah, that would be great. It would be great. We'll have all five listeners. His first name was Ken, and it was Ken Tucky. Oh, okay. uh, that's that should be his new gimmick. I don't know why he hasn't thought of it. It's gonna be a tag. It's gonna be a two on one match. Jonah's gonna find me and want to whip my ass too. Oh god, Jonah! Jeez. Why are you calling me Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? Well, because you. Wait, wait Tony Storm's here. Oh. <laughs> I just saw her debut before on. Uh, oh, that's AEW. right. She's on AEW. Yeah, she looks good. She slimmed down a little bit. She looks good. That's you. Yeah. That's well. That's good for her. It's bad for her OnlyFans. That's true. That's not good for all of us. Yeah. Well, Kev, I mean, that, that wraps it up. But uh, really appreciate you coming on to the Hammerlock Hangover this week and uh, and giving us your thoughts. It's been fun catching up. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. Steve, have a good time in uh, in Texas. Thank Jeff, have a, have a good time in Los Angeles or wherever you're from. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood Hills. That's me. Hollywood Hills. Exactly. But no, it's I again, I think – we might be pleasantly surprised at WrestleMania. We're going in with a little bit more of an open mind than some of our uh, compadres. Uh, but it's, it should be a fun next one. And, and doing this, what we do, whether it's for fun or whether it's for a side gig or a job or, you know, just, just for the hell of it, uh, this is a good time to be a podcast for the next four days. Yep, right. without a doubt, man, without a doubt. Any any final plugs for you, Kev? Yeah, uh, Castle and Chicky Podcast Adventures on iHeart Speaker. Got a new episode that drops tomorrow. We get into the whole will smith uh chris rock situation at the oscars we go through that and we actually ironically that show theme was about our favorite stand-up comedy specials over the years so mm-hmm. it just happened to be a little lateral move there that chris rock a stand-up comedian that was involved in the uh, ruckus that happened at the academy awards so well, that drops tomorrow do, uh, your favorite slaps yeah that's, <laughs> and then uh still do the uh don tony uh patreon on thursday nights on discord uh, so you can check that out. Uh, still sign up. Little is five dollars a month. Join us in the live chat tomorrow night at ten o'clock New York time, over on Discord for Castle Chronicles. So that's always a fun show that we have every Thursday. Fantastic, man! And You're wrestling busy, soup. What's that? And wrestling yeah. soup, of course. Yeah, which needs no plugs because they make millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Yeah, wrestling soup. We just did a new episode today, and that should drop either tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, Mish has got, got a lot of work going on, so I don't like to promise anything dropping. It'll drop in the next couple of days. So, Mish it, 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 a, a bad time to convert all of the fortunes into rubles, though. That was a oh god, problem. yeah. It's just a, yeah, it's just such a busy time. Like you really realize, like I I had even said to him, "When's the next time you need me?" He's like, "Well, you know, we got the Hall of Fame and NXT, and then we got this and we got that." I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's a lot to do this weekend. It's not like just one podcast and you wrap it all up in one bow." I'm uh, around if you need an extra voice, guys. Oh, there you go. Okay, I mean, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, it should be fun the next few days. I'm glad I got my voice back because this was last week at this time. I probably wouldn't have been able to do it. That's why I even told Jeff I wanted to make sure I was able to get through talking without uh, coughing and. 
Uh, I have to give uh, a big shout out to Robitussin because uh, oh. Robitussin really rocks. So shout out to Robitussin, my me- my go to during my coughing fits. Awesome, so there you Very go. Good. Nice. Thanks, guys. This show is Thank sponsored you. by Robitussin. <laughs> All right, guys, man. Enjoy WrestleMania. I'll catch you. Thank soon. you. You too, Kevin. Well, Jeff, we I think we covered everything that hap- that was bound to happen on WWE television for this entire weekend. Um, I don't I don't think we missed anything. Uh, yeah, but I think the only thing that maybe we didn't say, I mean, some news, but uh, it was it was embedded in there was that the Steiner brothers will be in the Hall of Fame. We did. We definitely mentioned that they'll be at stand and deliver and, and you know, lifting their nephew slash son. Well, not one of their sons, one of their nephews. Uh, in his championship, uh, uh, getting back his championship at NXT. But yeah, the Steiners uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Scott Steiner, uh, apparently, all things are forgiven. Triple H and Scott Steiner united in congestive heart failure. Yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, Triple H. Uh, you know, one thing we missed from last week's show because we dropped last week's show, and then all of a sudden, Stephen A. Smith is interviewing Triple H, and the big news about him retiring from active in ring because he's got a what is it? A defib? A defib? I don't know. Yeah, he's got a defibrillator. If people don't know what that is, the, the the standard defibrillator is what you see on TV or hopefully not in real life, where they they put two pads and they basically shock your heart through electricity in in back into beating. The the the, the defibrillator in them detects when the heartbeat is too slow or stopping, and it puts electric pulses on automatically in there. So that's something that needs to be monitored a lot. It it I imagine its power source needs to be changed periodically. So, yeah, he said his in-ring career is over. And, you know, I mean, he's 52, so it, it's not like he really should be doing a lot of wrestling. But, you know, it, it's not on his terms. And Triple H is in my top 20, 25, no matter what. I've always been a Triple H guy. I've never been offended by his reign of terror. Not that everything was perfect, but nothing ever is in wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. It's sad. It, it's It's unfortunate, but he's back at work he's back in creative uh and you know hopefully he's healthy and he'll be doing okay i mean i i I thank him for all of his efforts i hope that his life continues to be prosperous and he's you know in some small way part of my life and and you know i'm i'm glad that he's doing okay i'm not surprised that he's out of wrestling i think that anybody who wasn't seen in public except for like briefly for six or seven months if anyone thought after a cardiac event that they were going to go back into a wrestling ring is, is a little bit nuts. Of course, we were just talking about Scott Steiner who, you know, had a cardiac event and is, is still going to the wrestling shows, but I don't know. Anyway, or Rick or Ric Flair, you know, I don't, we don't really even know what happened with him, but the guy was pretty much high-fiving Jesus and in, in the afterlife and then decided to come back. He kicked out at, at two and a half and, and then is challenging Becky Lynch to a wrestling match. He's pretty much challenging anybody that'll pay him any attention to a wrestling match. I mean, match. one correction there. He he did not high-five Jesus. He he high-fived Satan. <laughs> he, he low-hooked Satan. <laughs> you know, back to Triple H. The interview with Stephen A. Smith, it's a short one, but, I mean, the, the info that he drops, I mean, is, is quite um, emotional. It's quite heart, heartbreaking. I mean, the fact that the guy's like, I was, I knew I was going to be put to sleep and I didn't even know I was going to wake up. Like 
that shit is some scary news to hear and to 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 survive i guess you see him cat get all emotional afterwards um as he's describing it to Stephen a um but yeah what a what a career i mean good for him that that not many people get to walk away on on not this is not his terms right but he's healthy he's got a good career in the wrestling business and now he can again continue to pay it forward with by helping the new talent this showed after this news broke all the NXT people that he's helped blossom the last several years ran to Twitter. Thank you, Triple H. You've done so much for my career. All of this stuff, even Tucker. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that he's healthy. I mean, all things considered, he's healthy. And let's face it, he has a pretty nice golden parachute in being married to Stephanie McMahon. But, you know, I, I don't... You know, I don't want to be Ryback, the only person to go to Twitter and, and basically shit on him and say, but I'm glad you're okay. Fucking guy. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't even know how Ryback affords the internet to have access to Twitter. I guess maybe he does it from the public library. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's, you know, people have been covering this for a week, and I know that some people listen to us to listen for our takes on things, but, I mean, we, we spent, like, over two hours on WrestleMania and Stand and Deliver, so... You know, I, I don't know that you need to hear too much more on it. I mean, I've been on other podcasts this week for people who listen just for me. Uh, so I don't feel like there's anything else I need to, to say about it. But if you do, I mean, I think this is the only show you do the, during the week. Yeah, no, I've got nothing to say about it. I mean, other than, I mean, listen, his career is something to be extremely proud of. And I think obviously he is. He's already in the Hall of Fame as DX. And you know, this guy's another you know, bound for the Hall of Fame again as a solo. Um, well, act, you so. know, my joke with Triple H and it, and, it, and it never gets old is that he can be in the Hall of Fame about eight or nine different times. He could be Triple H. He could be Evolution Triple H, DX Triple H. He can be leader of NXT Triple H. He can Stephanie be Stephanie McMahon's husband Triple H. Triple H. The corporate Triple H, the, the corporate authority, the corporate ministry Triple H in there. And then NXT whatever. Booker Triple H. Right, NXT, you know, Booker, Triple H, Warrior Award for doing some charity stuff at some point, Triple H. <laughs> and, you know, whatever next title he has with you, CFO or COO or, or something, uh, Triple H. So, I mean, he could, you know, he's, I think he's already in twice. He could easily be in another half dozen times without even getting too creative. Is he uh, in there uh, on his own? I, don't, I can't recall. I think he's in there on his own and with DX. I know he is with DX. Hmm. Now people are going to be like, "You guys are bad fans. You don't know this." I'm, I'm definitely a bad fan that way. I, I don't. I don't really <laughs> keep track of stuff like that. I don't. I don't really care. Jeff, what I else we got in this news? Um, well, we talked about Ric Flair. This is not exactly Woo-hoo! directly WWE, but Rick, uh, Mark Madden went to Twitter this week and said that you know, uh, you know, after thinking about it with regret, he had to leave the Ric Flair show. Uh, it, you know, it's been a you know, uh, it's in his best interest professionally to do it. And it's been a, an opportunity and, and he was thankful. Basically he was, you know, he, he was, he was cordial and professional about it. But he, he was very, it. I love this. Cause this, this was going on live at Twitter. This was before, uh, Will Smith slapped Chris rock. It was Sunday night. I was watching the Oscars tweeting about it. And also watching this shit show unfold because, Again, Bill Madden's like, again, 
Mark Madden. Sweet as, oh, sorry, Mark Madden and Bill Madden. Mark Madden's all like, hey, man, I you know, I, I regret to step down, but it's the best thing for, for my life right now. And out of nowhere, Ric Flair comes back and he's all like, hey, fuck you, man. I fired you. What the fuck is wrong with Ric Flair? What's right with Ric Flair? I mean, Ric Flair <laughs> is my favorite wrestler of all time, and he's probably my least favorite person now. Right. You know, in in an unimportant sphere. I mean, it's between him and Hulk Hogan who were like, like, I don't know that Hulk Hogan was ever my favorite wrestler, but I always realized he had to be there. He was the most important wrestler. Flair was my favorite wrestler. I couldn't get enough of, of his promos and everything. And I know that it was the same match every time. And I think I even registered that as a youth. Didn't care. Didn't care about them. You know, didn't care about the matches then. Don't really care about them now. It, it was always the personality, the horsemen. How are they going to scheme and connive and beat down this time? But yeah, um, yeah he's 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 terrible. He's a drunk. He's his. I never listened to the show because I listened to his first show. I made it through five episodes. I said never again. Um, oh my god! And, and and then like so the Twitter you mentioned the 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 drunk part. So <laughs> then Mark Madden decides. Um, fuck it. You want to go into the mud? Let's go into the mud. And then he's like, he starts calling him a drunk. You're probably drunk right now. And then Ric Flair decides to, I guess, take an L and be like, you're a sad, sad man. It's like, what? This, again, before Will Smith slaps Rick Chris Rock on the Oscars, I thought this was going to be the, the biggest thing we're going to be talking about Monday morning is Ric Flair. And then all of a sudden, Will Smith said, hold my beer. Yeah, but, you know, we're a wrestling fan. So this, uh, so even though that did eclipse any wrestling news, we're still wrestling fans. So it's this is the thing that we'll talk about. But, uh, yeah, now that, yeah, Ric Flair. What, what do you say, Mark Madden? Good luck to you and whatever else you're doing, Flair. I don't know how you're still alive, but I guess Woo! good luck to you too. I, I mean, actually, there's a little bit more Ric Flair news. Apparently, Mike Tyson's cannabis company, bought or bought a majority share in Ric Flair's cannabis company. And they've been sending, whoever their representatives are, have been sending solicitations to like everyone in the, with like a major media presence. So like, I know that David Bixenspan got one. I know that Don Tony got one. I wouldn't Get be surprised if, if like JD from New York and Jason Solomonster got one and, and, you know, probably, you know, I don't know, whatever bigger corporate and bigger private wrestling shows there are. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me check my mailbox. Hold on. Right, you, you check that while we're talking. Anyway, it's basically saying, do you want to interview Rick and Mike, uh, you know, and, and talk about the, the product? So I guess instead of offering sponsorship monies, they're, they're offering interviews um, to... Oh, to no, nothing's in our mailbox. That, well, that's really, really surprising. You, you <laughs> should check the bird feeder. The Ravens maybe, you know, went to the neighbors. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that happened. A uh, little bit of WrestleMania, the, uh, you know, more WWE business news, if, if you want to call it business news, but WrestleMania will be showing at, at a certain movie theater chain. I don't know what the local brands are called around the country, but, you know, at certain select theaters. I think AEW does the same thing with their – I know they do with their pay-per-views. Um, and also Shh, WWE announced that, that WrestleMania will be airing at all Dave & Buster's. Um, in the United States as well. So they made a struck a deal with a movie theater chain and with Dave and Buster's, uh, you know, I guess for some sort of, you know, mega licensing deal. Love it. I'm going to be at Dave and Buster's. 
I'm going to go to Dallas. To go to Dave and Buster's. To go to Dave and Buster's. Yeah, that is a, that is precisely what the technician David Sanderson would do. <laughs> um, Paul Heyman re-signed with WWE for a multi-year contract, the long-term contract it's described as. I don't know what that means in WWE world. That could be four years for all I know. Anyway, good for him. I don't think there's any big surprise there. Um, Shad Gaspard is being awarded the Warrior Award. I don't think that's a, a surprise. It's maybe a year too late. There's some talk about people wanting to make a movement to change the name of the Warrior Award to the, the Shad Gaspard Award. I mean, I understand why people feel that way, but I mean, when you're talking about celebrity and name recognition, the Warrior is, you know, top six of all time. And, you know, he was probably not half the person Shad Gaspard was, and certainly not in death anyway. Um, but, you know, I, I'm. I would just keep the name of the award. It, it, I mean, it sounds like an award, and Chad Gaspard deserves it. This, this is not in any way, shape, or form to take away from his merit. Uh, he, Jeff, yeah. What about the rumors that they're going to? They're thinking about changing the Warrior Award to the Fabulous Moolah Award. <laughs> I think you just made that rumor up. <laughs> it's a Hammerlock Hangover rumor mill exclusive. The last thing I can think of with WWE this week um, is that they're releasing a T-shirt for sale after WrestleMania with Vince McMahon with devil horns, basically saying, you think I'm an asshole? Well, you're right. So, something to that effect. And this is something that it's like self-parody and they're selling it. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you know. You know where it's know. from, right? Well, I mean, you from his interview with, with McAfee, but also... There was the devil puppet from Firefly Funhouse saying it's such good shit. That's right. I Little love devil it. Vins. Um, I don't know if this means that we're going to get another McMahon era. We know he's been working with Austin Theory. I, I personally don't think that at seventy six he's going to be a you know a frequent presence you know on TV shows. I'm yeah, not, no, I don't think it. so either. But I'm surprised. You know what surprises me about this shirt is they don't bleep out any of the word in asshole. Right. And and for WWE Shop, again, a publicly traded company, to be selling such a vulgar shirt um, is surprising to me. But it, it is a little it's, surprising. Also, WWE is not known to publicly have a sense of humor about itself. Right. But I think it's a great – I mean, I can see them selling a lot of these shirts. I'll let you know if, if which shirt is the most seen shirt in Dallas, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's this shirt – Probably followed closely second by uh, Cora Jade shirts. I don't think they're releasing it for sale until after WrestleMania, which, you know, I don't know if that's because something is going to happen with Mr. McMahon doing something at WrestleMania or they, they just, they're just holding it because they want to sell all the WrestleMania merchandise and get those dollars first. I mean, either, either one is, mm. I would say actually the, the sales strategy is the more likely, but this is, this is fine because this is, I mean, this is pretty smart because if you're a WWE fan and you love Vince McMahon, as you do, you might get this yep. shirt. If you're an AEW fan and you hate Vince McMahon, you may get this shirt. I would love to wear this shirt to an AEW show. I might. I've, I can't stand AEW. I will never put oh, money no. down to go to an AEW live show, but I might buy this shirt just so I can buy a ticket to AEW and go there. So you'll never... 
pay money to go to an AEW sh- show unless you get the shirt and pay more money and then you'll wear it and buy money, pay money to go. I'm to gonna show show. them, Jeff. That, that, you that, you see Tony teach Khan. That'll I'll teach you everyone. Tony Khan. You show it everyone. Well, speaking of Tony Khan, he's had a week, as he often does, as cocaine often drives one to have. So so far, so far the Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor has six matches on it. And they don't have a women's uh, better than WrestleMania uh, because Diana Perazzo is under contract with Impact. And what, what's that? She, exactly, and she is the current Ring of Honor Women's Champion allegedly. But at SuperCard of Honor, they're going to have Willow Nightingale facing. Oh, oh my goodness, I forgot who it is already. Tootie it Lynn. does. Well, it's Tootie Lynn, right? No, it's not Tootie Lynn. I don't know. It'll come to me. It, it, it doesn't match mu- much matter because whoever wins this is going to be the interim Ring of Honor women's champion until a later date when they supposedly will face Diana Perrazzo, who is the champion. So you're going to have an interim champion and a champion that just doesn't work. You. I mean, this is there was obviously no plan with Ring of Honor. There's even less of a plan now. And people are saying Diana Perrazzo has another match that night, but it's- she doesn't. Impact has signings <laughs> that day, and she's not on the signing schedule. So they just said no. It's Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez. Okay, so so there you go. So someone who's been on AEW Dark a bunch, but also MLW and was with Ring of Honor for their short-lived women's restart, and Mercedes Martinez, who was newly signed to AEW and has been, you know, mo- mostly a ham and egger there, you know, in some storylines, but more of a background player and. So, you know, getting a chance. But, you know, it, it's fine. It, it, it's exactly fine. I would rather them cut the shit with the interim champion and just say they stripped the Ana Perrazzo, um, you know, because they couldn't make a, an accommodation with another promotion. You know, apparently one promotion, the forbidden door remains forbidden. And then just go and just, we're going to start a new era, whatever. Fine. Jeff, um, how is this not a bigger, bigger news story in wrestling uh, Twitter or wrestling anything? In wrestling news, like... Nobody cares. Tony Khan is such a braggart about what he can do about every fucking Wednesday. I got to hear about how great AEW Dynamite is going to be. And then I get Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Bryan. Like I'm supposed to give a shit. Right. Now you've got... Worse. Forget about that. At least they're trying to do something with Wheeler Yuta. I may think it's a bad idea, but at least they're pushing behind the guy that they think is something. But every week what we get are tag team wrestlers in tag teams facing (laughs) off against top people and they're trying to make us believe that these are important matches when you know the tag team guy's going to lose. I mean, how many matches does Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, and now Dax Harwood have to lose in singles matches? No, they they should be winning tag team matches. Yeah, so you know, this whole nonsense about Mercedes Martinez and Will Knight, like, this is an epic fail if you're Tony Khan. Like, you can't get the Ring of Honor Women's Champion to show up. And furthermore, not only can you not get Deanna Perrazzo, again, you, you're Mr. Forbidden Door. Hey, I'm opening up. I'm opening up all these forbidden doors. Sure you are, Tony. The one fucking door that you had open in Impact, you had shut in your fucking face because you're an idiot. And now yeah. you can't get a women. You can't even get Deanna Perrazzo. And what's worse is he won't even have the balls to strip her of the fucking title. Right, that that's the thing, and it, and it's not that that he can't get the door open. It's it's that they 
cut Impact's viewership by half because Impact showed the world that they were basically AEW's bitch, that, that they thought that Kenny Omega and Christian Cage were more important than everyone that they had on the Impact roster. And Impact fans went away, and most of them haven't come back. I mean, they, they bounced up a little bit this week. It's a significant percentage, but the numbers are still laughable. Anyway, we'll get we'll, we'll get to more Tony Khan stuff. But, yeah, I mean, but you can just tell when Ring of Honor went on hiatus, they actually had no plan. I said it all along they had no plan. They were pretending they did. The fans were pretending they did. But clearly their plan was no plan. They should have never put the belt on Deanna Perrazzo. I imagine the thought was, oh, well, she's a champion and she's, you know, one of the bigger names that's not with a big company. So at least, you know, she can defend the belt here and there and keep the name alive. I get it. And but they had no plan. They didn't know what they were going to do. They got lucky with Tony Khan, who paid 40 times what the company was worth on the low end, um, if it's worth anything. Um, and then, you know, he came in and he doesn't exactly know what he's going to do with it. But whatever he's going to do with it doesn't necessarily involve anybody that's been with the company to date. I saw on the Impact roster that Jonathan Gresham's on the Impact roster now, which implies he has a contract then but impact you know it's not publicly traded they can put whatever they want there but he's the ring of honor champion right now and now he is on super card of honor facing bandito who was the ring of honor champion never lost it but because he had he flunked a COVID test uh he couldn't go to final battle so <laughs> jay lethal was loaned to ring of honor for final battle so for jonathan gresham to win the ring of honor championship so now the story is that Bandito still is the Ring of Honor champion, but so is Jonathan Gresham. So it's a unification match. When I was at Final Battle and they made it plain that it was not a unification match, that so this was for the title. So, I mean, you know, it's wrestling. This isn't terribly different than, than you know, the interim TNT title, I suppose, and so, some of the other things that we've seen. But I don't know. It. It's Jeff, no, 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 no. This is an epic failure. Like, let's call it what it is, Jeff. He oh, was he bought this shit and said he was going to make it better. This is your first show. You're you're the first show out the gate, and this is the card that he's put together. Gresham, who again is an impact, versus Bandito. You know, Bandito's going to win. The Briscoes versus FTR. That's the only marquee, yeah, uh, match on the card. Swerve Strickland versus Alex Zane. Right. What? Nobody. Lethal. Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty with Matt Seidel in his corner. What? Right. And Jay Lethal is it just took an L to Adam Cole. And either tonight or Friday night, he's going to take an L to whoever he's facing on TV. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's got another match with somebody big on uh, one of the, the big I names. I Punk. I mean, it... it whatever it is he's good he's going to be going into this match with two losses yeah so obviously he's going to beat lee moriarty as he should on this show jo the other match josh woods the the pure champion for the pure championship against my my favorite aw guy and yours right. wheeler uter that's right four wheeler four wheeler wheeler uter and then this women's life. champion this is a shit card. I was expecting out of out of final battle, we got Braun Strowman, we got EC3, control your narrative. I was expecting some big shit. I was expecting some some big surprise. And again, this doesn't stop Tony from saying, 
I got some big surprises, everybody. Come, right. come out to Garland, Texas, that shithole in, in Texas. Doesn't stop him. There's yeah, not going to be any surprises. Who, who's who's the surprise? But Ruby Riot? All, Where's Ruby Riot? How these about are all her? unforced errors because he doesn't own Ring of Honor yet. He closes in April. He didn't need to put his fingerprints on this show at all. He decided to do so for I don't know what reasons. I'm not sure if he even gets a cut of it. Uh, they are selling tickets. I mean, they, they, the facility holds about 1,800 and change, and they've sold over 1,600 as of earlier today. So they're not doing bad. I mean, that's that's great for Ring of Honor. Um, but, I mean, he didn't have to touch us. He didn't need to touch the stain. He could have just picked up Ring of Honor after and just did an entire restart. So, I mean, I'm going to give him some benefit of the doubt. This is not ex – it's just a, a timing thing and that – Whoever wins these, you know, he will have them start as his champions. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be Jonathan Gresham, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be the Briscoes, uh, who have been working with NWA and and doing the indies. So I don't, I'm, I don't I'm know. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jeff. He gets no benefit of the doubt from me. The guy no. came out and he openly said, "I'm your guy. I'm the new owner." He thought he was again. He thought he was Shane McMahon. I'm the new owner. He came out in Shane McMahon's sweater, practically, on, on, on AW. I'm the new owner of a Ring of Honor. All right, motherfucker. What are you doing with it? Right. Well, like I said, I, I would have kept my fingerprints off of this and just started over and said, it's a new era now, and, and not touch the show at all. I would have just let it languish and not have the stain of failure at all on it. Anyway. What do you think? What do you, just real quick, Jeff, what do you think would have been a better show? A better segment or yeah a better show more entertaining mm -hmm. nick uh tony khan showing up on dynamite saying i just bought ring of honor or at this show without saying anything just keep it hush up until supercard he shows up at the end and goes i am the face of AEW, and i'm here because i'm the new owner i mean I think if you can do something on national TV, you do something on national TV. So, like, show your ass. Whatever. I mean, making the announcement in front of listen. If 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 he didn't buy this company, there would have been four hundred tickets sold. To do that in front of four hundred people, an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I I I don't in Garland though. I I, I don't. Good and, point, and I don't know point. if Garland's a shithole or not. I've never been there. Um, it's, I'm sure it's a lovely place. I know that there's at least. Five derelicts that live there. Well, well Dallas great. is my least favorite major city that I've ever been to. So really, I mean, why? What did they do to you? It's just do you boring. have a do you have a bad previous life there? No, nothing bad's ever happened. It's just dull. I mean, I actually met a vampire there, which was pretty cool. But no, it was what? bad. Yeah, I'm wow. not telling. Yeah, that's that's have to be for another day. So Tony Khan also <laughs> last week said he's going to have a big announcement on of Rampage. Course. He's going to he's going to announce the. The, a new female talent who's going to face the bunny in the Owen Hart tournament. So, I mean, I mean, the bunny loses all of her matches. So I, I don't, I mean, already it's not that big of an announcement. I mean, I don't, never mind. Anyway, so that was, <laughs> that was Friday. There was no announcement, you know, so another sort of, you know, another one of these little false promises, big announcement, no announcement whatsoever, not even a flop announcement, no announcement. Anyway, tonight we're recording on, on the, 30th Wednesday, um, a day early, and on Dynamite tonight, Tony Storm is that person, which 
is someone that a lot of people speculated. I personally think that she was plan B. I think that he was actually trying to buy Deanna Pirano's contract from Impact, and those failed. I heard some scuttlebutt to to confirm that, but apparently it went pretty poorly, um, if at all. Then again, you know, who knows? Maybe my maybe my information was poor as well. Anyway, should I, should should I call Tony Storm to talk to her? No. Uh, some people thought it might be Athena. Tony Storm was the other one. I mean, with the only Athena, you mean was, Ember Moon? No, I mean, formerly known as uh, formerly known as Ember Moon. Yes, uh, Tony. You know, with the only fans, you know, people weren't sure how that would go with uh, AEW, uh, but apparently it goes just fine. So uh, there we go. Um, but that's not really the main thing that happened to Tony Khan this week. The main thing that happened to Tony Khan this week was MJF did an interview with I think it was Chris Van Vliet. I, I might be wrong about who he did the interview with. Okay, but it was. He basically said that he's not going to re-sign with AW until he tests the market, that he wants to be in WWE, that he likes everything that they're doing. He likes all wrestling except for New Japan, which is where people start to think that maybe he's just working the crowd because, you know, if people don't love AEW, they, they love New Japan. Everything about New Japan is perfect. So, it, you know, so who knows? He's, he's sort of the master of being the heel. So, you know, but he was complimenting all wrestling, says he watches all wrestling. He likes it all. Even WWE, he loves Roman Reigns, except New Japan. Um, and apparently Tony Khan didn't give him permission to do this, even though, you know, there's supposed to be freedom and we weren't aware that he needed to give permission. And they got apparently, it's been reported, they got into a heated argument backstage over this, a heated argument. So uh, so uh, Tony apparently not too happy about that. And that happened a day after Arn Anderson, not the name he used to be, not the presence he used to be, but that was part of it. He had an interview, and in his comments, he was saying nice things about Tony Khan, but people asked him, you know, the interviewer asked him, what about all these people who, you know, are on TV and then they're not on TV? And he basically said, yeah, it's a problem. There are people, and they they do something with you for two or three weeks or two or three months, and then they sort of forget about you, and then you're off TV, and, then, and it really hurts. And you know, Tony's got an amazing roster there and his heart's in the right place. And he's got so many people, but he's got so many people and you can't find a way to put them all on TV. Um, I love what I loved about that interview was he said, <laughs> I can't believe he said this shit with a straight face. He goes, even my son, Brock, like, are you kidding me? Nobody's looking for fucking Brock Anderson. Right. Yeah, no, I think if there's anyone that could be future endeavor, it would be, I mean, Brock Anderson may well be first on that list. Um, sadly, and, and I love the guy, but Arn Anderson might, you know, not be too far on that list as as well. Um, you know, as should Vicky Guerrero and and any number of other sort of Jose, the assistant who's useless. Uh, you know, I how I feel about Alejandro Aprehendes or whatever his name is. He, Why are you only should... picking on the Latinos? I'm not only picking out the Latinos. I'm picking out the <laughs> managers. Jake Robert, definitely not. Say, next, next, I should be let go. Yeah, absolutely. You should definitely be let go by AEW. They should. They should absolutely not renew your contract. Um, you know, they've already today. It was confirmed. I mean, it's about the fifteenth time the story has been reported, but I guess officially that Marco Stunt will not be offered a contract as a budget cut the same day that he introduced Tony Storm, who I'm sure is. Well, I don't know. Marco Stunt not, was one of the originals, so he probably was grossly overpaid. Not for nothing. Nobody's checking out Marco Stunt's OnlyFans. I. Uh, this is true. I, I agree 100% on that one. I mean, I just think it's, I mean, I just think it's funny they're using the budget cuts line, which is what WWE uses, and it's bullshit for them, and it's bullshit for it. Well, AEW should keep to a budget, but they, you know, 
even if they should start, it's obvious that they're not because they they're adding people still like they're drunken sailors. Uh, they're just getting rid <laughs> of you know some. Um, in other news, AW news, uh, their video game has a name. It's going to be Fight Forever, but there's still no release date. So yay. Um, and it was announced that DDT wrestlers will be coming to AEW soon, mostly female wrestlers, and they'll be working for a few weeks to a few months and then go on their way. So just what they need, more wrestlers, more female wrestlers to do nothing. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff. What's mm-hmm. the name of the, the video game? In Production Forever? Yes, that's exactly what it is. In Production okay. Forever. Just making sure. Yep. Future release. Um, future in news that's future not endeavor, related. yeah. Kyrie Sane worked her first wrestling match for stardom in like two years and she broke her eardrum, so she's uh, her first match back and injury. So that's what, what kind of pirate is she? Um, the, the one that's deaf in one ear, um, oh, shit. one with poor <laughs> equilibrium, which is not good for the sea. Oh, um, no. I stepped so, into that one, yeah. So other AEW-related news adjacent, con-related, but another con, Prashad Khan, the father con, the, the con that is the only actual owner of AEW that we're aware of, not his son. Who not owns, Shaka Khan, right? Not Shaka Khan, no, yeah. Not the Wrath of Khan, not Genghis Khan, not, the, not the Kubla Khan, not Obagai Khan, none of, the, none of them. Um, yeah, but not Tony Khan, who who owns Ring of Honor, but doesn't own AEW. If he does, it's a small, a smaller percentage that we don't know about. Anyway, Shad Khan owned a, uh, a news channel called BNC. It was a minority news channel. I think it might stand for Black News Channel. I'm not sure about that, but it was mostly African-American uh, talent and staff, and he shut it down. They couldn't make payroll, and he shut it down. Uh, you know, basically no notice, uh, 230 people shut down. And, you know, he said, we're going to get you your payroll soon, but we apologize for the inconvenience, which, you know, businesses fail, but you're not really supposed to not pay labor first, though it happens. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, as a practical matter, uh, your unpaid wages is one of the priority claims, even in the bankruptcy. But still, it's a really bad look. And he cited they couldn't make payroll because it wasn't profitable. Well, if Shad Khan is the owner of AEW and there's not big changes and they've been losing a lot of money, that could be, you know, that I mean, that shows you sort of his disposition towards losing propositions. Now, the bright side, I know you don't like to hear this, but the bright side is if they get a contract even similarly commensurate to what WWE gets with either Comcast or Fox, just based on the proportions of viewership right now, um, you know, that a renewed TV deal should be able to put them in the black, you know, by, by itself and healthily. So, I mean, we don't know that Warner media views wrestling the same way as either Comcast or um, Fox, Um, you know, so it's, things are not necessarily commiserate or proportionate. Uh, We don't know if they have the same budget that that these other places do. Uh, We don't know that the new owners at discovery uh, you know, you know, feel particularly attached to it. Um, Jeff, a lot of things we don't know. But if, who is their star? Who's their star? Moxley in the uh, mid card. Mid card Moxley. I would say their mid card Daniel Bryan. CM, CM Punk is probably their biggest star. 
I mean, if you're talking about in in you know your average person who knows a little bit about wrestling but doesn't go out of their way to watch it, I, I would say CM Punk or Daniel Bryan. Now Bryan Danielson would be the the main names. I mean, like which one? Jericho which one of maybe? their guys? Which one of their guys is going to make a a cable exec salivate? Like, oh my god! Like, I don't think cable exec salivate over. They 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 just look at numbers. It's just about viewership. I don't know, Jeff. I want to disagree with you, but I know we're I mean, we're, we're running I mean, long. Who here. did they salivate over on NCIS New Orleans? Uh, but people uh, watched it. Who's the guy? Uh, the summer school guy. What's his name? Mark Harmon. Him. No, no, he was he was on regular NCIS, not not New Orleans. Scott Bakula was on New Orleans. Hey, listen, uh, Quantum Leap had a lot of fans. Sure, in, in like the nineties. <laughs> anyway, um, so I mean, I think that's AW adjacent news, and and it got very little coverage in wrestling media, but it did get coverage in regular sports media, which was interesting. Um, I thought I could have sworn I heard this news like a couple months ago. No, 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 you didn't. This, no, this, it's not Groundhog this, Day. You sure no, about this, this? Yeah, no, this this just happened. Okay. Um, I thought you'd have more to say about the MJF thing, but all right, it's it's been a long show. So let's... you know what? I don't, I I do, but I don't like. I don't know how much of it is a work. I think it's half and half. I think he really is trying to send feelers out to WWE by doing these sorts of things. Like he he wants to wink over there, saying, "Hey guys, like." Take a look at me. If you haven't watched AEW, I'm the guy you want. And yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's heard feedback like Vince doesn't even know who you are. No, I mean, we there have been stories like, like every week they leak that the WWE is high on a particular person. And they said NJF. They also said that that they'd be interested in re-signing Malachi Black because they're high on Malachi Black with what he's been doing, but also how professional he was when he left. They, they said that they were high on Ethan Page, uh, you know, w- which, you know, is sort of strange, but sort of not. He's got a personality. He's got some size uh, and they're not doing much with him in AEW. So, you know, so I don't know. Did, I mean, you did know, they the, say that they're high on Jungle Boy? They did. Just not. kidding, Jeff. Nobody's high on Jungle Boy. Not uh, even Anna J. Yeah, no. Uh, Ty and, and Sammy continue to oh, be. Sammy's, well, Sammy's a good one. WWE yeah. should snatch him up. Well, there, yeah, no. I mean, he's he's going back into his AEW body. The muscle mass they put back on, he promptly lost it as soon as he got a hottie. Um, oh, so uh, I don't know. They're just the most annoying couple on social media. They better turn them heel quickly before everyone turns on them. Um, so that that's probably it. I mean, I, I I really hate to say this, and I don't want to be biased, but the AEW television, despite them having decent viewership on Dynamite last week, we don't know about this week yet, obviously. Um, it's not must see. I mean, every you know who's going to win every single match. There was only one match in the last three televised shows that I wasn't sure who was going to win, and it didn't matter. It was it was a Red Velvet Layla Hirsch match, and I, I mean, I figured Red Velvet would win, but I mean, it you know, and, and she didn't. I think Layla Hirsch win, but who cares? It's a low card, poor story match where you're having. Layla Hirsch go into a few with Chris Statlander, which is a feud that she just lost three weeks ago, and now she's right back into it. So that's that's another thing AEW does. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. So 
Let's just go into ratings. Um, impact. Ratings. Uh, yeah, ratings. Impact bounced up 32,000 up to 100,000 even. So take from that what you will. New Japan Pro Wrestling, 84,000 up 39,000. But it wasn't new content. It was actually the Okada Naito match, which was a title match from last month. Like I, on the new one of the New Japan Big Cups. I don't know if it was their Super or something or their G1 or whatever it was, but that was like a title match. So Super Tuesday. Right. SmackDown last week, uh, 2.18 down marginally. Rampage back in its regular time slot. Uh, only 425,000. Terrible. That's right. It's, 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 their, it's their worst viewership in that time slot since Movie Networks. Um, Raw did 1.979,000, so yes. up exactly 200,000. Um, right. For a, a pretty middling to forgettable show. What? NXT did 600, I'm sorry, yeah, 626,000 down 2,000, but essentially the same. WWE Evil viewed, uh, aired after that um, at, I believe, 11 p.m., or maybe it started at 10 p.m., I'm not sure, but one of the time slots that people say nobody watches wrestling, plus it was on, what was on, was it on after Raw, was it on after NXT? It was on after Raw. Okay, so it was 11 o'clock on a Monday night, yep. 631,000. So, right. hold I mean, hold so, up a second. Hold up a second. Yeah. Evil outdrew NXT. Well, yes, but it also outdrew Rampage, which is on an hour earlier on a weekend. Evil at eleven o'clock on a Monday night outdrew Rampage. I mean, I think that's the story. But yeah, it it, it outdrew NXT. But I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Evil is a is a main roster sort of. You know, docu-series, NXT is, you know, it's got its niche audience, uh, you know, which is, the numbers are similar to its niche audience when it was black and gold. Yeah. Um, NWA, the last three weeks, um, 51,000 this week, 72,000 for last week. Three weeks ago, okay, so they make it difficult because apparently they call some shows power and some shows power surge, and they're both <laughs> the same season, but... They do have another show called like USA or something. So I don't know which one is which to keep it consistent. So I just took both down. But three weeks ago, both shows did poorly. I can't tell you which one's which, but one did 47,000, one did 39,000. So in no case did either of those shows do very well um, in, in that three weeks ago period. Two presents. Yeah. MLW, 89,000 this week, uh, 91,000 last week. Three weeks ago, which again was the Davy Richards uh, Hammerstone title match, and it was part of their super fight, you know, their version of a pay per view, did 121,000. Again, I take full credit for that because I said that that was the best match of the week. And by the way, this the the week they did 91,000 um, was uh, maybe last week it was Max Kruger versus Jacob Fatu was one of the best matches I've seen of this week as well. So I take full credit for MLW's uh, resurgence, if you could call, <laughs> you know, coming close to six figures after, you know, two and a half weeks of resurgence. Um, How many dark. times did you watch it? I only watched it once. Uh, don't don't lie. You watched it. I, I, I'm now. really not lying. And, and, at least, and at I least will tell you, 10,000 of those views are you. No, no, definitely not. Um, 
Okay, so we're doing everything a day early today. So dark instead of being on the air for two days was only one day, but still 143,000, not great. Uh, last week, 301, two weeks ago, 354. Elevation this week, 256. Last week, 281, and two weeks ago, 256. So still, we're seeing we're seeing you know ever lower numbers. You know, not not so good. New Japan strong this week so far, 5900. Not 59,000, 5,900, 5,900. Um, last week, 13,000. That was their best total so far, aggregate or otherwise, um, for new content shows. And two weeks ago, 10,000. So, uh, you know, I don't know what's the blip, but 5,900 isn't so good so far. AW also aired another show, their award show. On Scott, I don't know who won anything. I, I didn't see any coverage of it. I remember that it was on. I never watched it. I didn't have any attention of but 347,000 people watched it on YouTube. So I figured I'd report that as well. The what award show? They just called the AW award show. I, I don't know what the categories were. I don't know who <laughs> won. I don't know who voted. I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know anything about it, to be frank. I need to see this award show. What kind of awards were they giving out? I just best told you best I don't vanilla know. midget? You, you, you can watch it. If you have internet on the plane, you can watch it on your trip to Dallas. You know what? You're absolutely right. If I'm having sleeping trouble, I'm going to turn that on. I have found the dark and dark elevation are very good for insomnia. Absolutely. Anything else, uh, Jeff? No, I think we've done a lot. And and next week is going to be another jam-packed show because we're going to have WrestleMania review, Stand and Deliver, Fallout. We'll review our predictions. But we're, we're also going to have our man in the street. We're going to have you reporting on things that you've seen with your eyes and things you've heard from other people who went to other shows and just who you've run into and all sorts of the goings-ons, the vibe, the energy in Dallas, all the fistfights that will be there, all, all the hookers that you'll wake up next to dead, all the all the what? cocaine that Tony Khan will be giving out. I mean, just... Oh, my God. Tony, Tony Khan seems like the type of guy that if he finds out that I'm very critical of him, he would probably lace my drink and then I'm going to wake up in like one of those hangover situations, like in a hotel suite with dead hookers, a Bengal tiger and him laughing. You're trying to blame that on Tony Khan. It's happened to you six times before you even met the guy. This is how I got my wife pregnant so many times. Exactly right. And that's this just this way. So many kids, just this way. That. And I you're not even Greek. Not even Greek, but I am yeah. Colombian. That's from the wire season too. Um, Jeff, I mean, we've we've covered it all this week, and it's not even Friday yet. It's yeah, been a gonna blast. Be live tweeting, of it. Aren't you? It's going to be, be a blast of the show. I'm going to be live tweeting everything from me jumping on the plane. Uh, there's going to be pictures. Uh, if if Tony Khan is chasing me out of the 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 Garland, Texas, I'm going to be live streaming it. Great time right now to follow Hammerlock Hangover on Twitter. That's Hammerlock H O. You can also follow me uh, at Big Daddy Cool on Twitter. Those are my two handles. You can also catch me on Unpopular Review. That is a podcast that reviews not only wrestling, but movies and TV shows. You can find us on YouTube at Unpopular Review. Like and subscribe there. Jeff. What are your plugs? Okay, well, first here, this week I was on the Drew Yari show, so that dropped, I think, today. So you can check me, Drew, and Andrew Karlick on there, one of the uh, first hosts of Wrestling Soup, Andrew Karlick. 
Um, I also did Uncaged and The Blow-Off this week. The Blow-Off is on the Hameen Media Group um, and at Mark Media. Um, Uncaged is on also Hameen and uh, Vince Russo's channel Attitude. That's a, a Rampage review, so you know I had fun with that one. Um, <laughs> where else am I? Garden of Doom, that's the non-wrestling podcast this week. Uh, it had a little wrestling tie-in, as you heard when we talked to Kevin. Vincent the Horror King from Impact and Ring of Honor was my guest, and we talked about horror movies and horror properties and, and some other media miscellaneous and a little bit of wrestling, some stuff I don't think you'd hear anywhere else. Uh, Garden Views is my sister show to that one. Uh, and I dropped the actually if 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 you hate me, if you hate the law, if you think Garden Views is boring, if you think Garden of Doom is boring, just listen to this week's Garden Views. You have to go on the Garden of Doom feed to find it, but it's uh suing state sponsors of terrorism. And I have a the lawyer who was one of the two lawyers who actually not only made new laws, including federal and state laws, but paved the trail to sue state sponsors of terrorism by uh, suing victims of the Beirut embassy bombings in 1983. And they started this mission in the 2000s. Um, unfortunately, the, the lead attorney in it um, developed severe Alzheimer's like right before they got collection, before they collected anything. Um, and so he's like Moses leading the Israelites. He could see Israel, but he could never step into it. Um, wow. But uh, it's 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 really uh, an amazing story. I cannot believe it hasn't been made into a movie or a docu series or or something like Dope Sick or whatever on on Hulu or some premiere TV. But yeah, I got I got the story and the guy is great. Just to get a feel for it, the, he's a lawyer. He's also a former Marine. He uses the phrase former Marine. But in telling his biography, which I had to ask him for twice, he says, "I went to Jacksonville University." where I got kicked out for alcohol-related fighting. So I wrote them a letter to reinstate me, and they agreed to reinstate me when I got kicked out for alcohol-related fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents said that we're not spending any more money on you on this. And then he describes a story about how he was spouting off after 911 in an Applebee's bar, and the guy next to him was a Marine recruiter. So there he was in zero degrees, hugging the, the side of a mountain with an M16, but managed to get his GPA from a 0.13. So this is like Animal House, drunk, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. A, one, a 0.13 to a 3.87, went to law school, um, and then sort of, you know, sort of stumbled in, 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 into this line that there was no, there was no path. It, it was considered impossible. You couldn't sue another country. You couldn't sue sponsors. How do you find the nexus? How do you get any of these assets? And there's actually a Supreme Court case involved along with a justice that was on their side dying before the opinion was so i mean everything is there and it's all real so if even if you don't like uh, me or the or those shows you do want to listen to this story because uh, so it's garden views and i think i just call it suing state sponsors of terrorism that's a wild story adam mckay should jump on that story and uh make a movie out of it yeah whoever he is he definitely should yeah he's the director of uh, don't look up and Anchorman. Well, I mean, you had me at Anchorman. That, that's fine. Classic. Um, Jeff, since we were talking about state uh, sponsors of terrorism, can this lawyer that you interviewed, can he help me sue Tony Khan for my time back while I watch AEW? Um, 
you can talk to him about it. I I feel don't... like Tony Khan is sponsoring uh, some sort of terrorism by giving us AEW. I, I mean, part of his story is actually like getting the right missing leg to the right body. So I don't think he's going to be concerned with your TV viewing disappointments. Mm-hmm. And you don't watch AEW. You're famously on strike, so you're a liar. I had. There's been times that I watch it, Jeff. Like last week, I watched it, and then I said, "Oh, good God." This is why I don't watch this trash. What did Adam McKay do again? What movie? Anchorman. I don't believe you. (laughs) I think we should just leave it there. Touche, my friend. Touche. Guys, thank you for listening. Again, this was the WrestleMania jam-packed edition of Hammerlock Hangover. Thank you. Fuck off, San Diego. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. I can't say that. I'm going to go fly to San Diego in in May. I want to say a big thank you to Kevin Castle, our guest tonight. Fantastic. Uh, always great having him on. Great opinions. Big star. And, big, star. And big star. He's a big star. Really does not like, uh, what's his name? Don Corleone. What's, what's the guy's name? In Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. Really not a big fan of him. But but other than that, great conversation about WrestleMania. Um, and obviously, Jeff, thank you. Thank you for... For being a friend, you know what, Steve. Thank you're you welcome. for and your your checks. The good times and the bad to arrive. What my checks? Your checks have been a little slow to arrive, and you really kind of use PayPal, you know. So, yeah, um, about that. All right, Jeff. Say goodbye, everybody. Stay evil, my friends.